KCIM and Kick 1067 Sports presents the New Wave Ford Friday Night Scoreboard Show. A complete rundown of all tonight's high school football action. The New Way Ford Friday Night Scoreboard Show is brought to you by Bruner, Bruner, Reinhardt, and Morton, Culver's, Next Gen Chiropractic, DMAC Carroll Campus, Gatorade, distributed by Pepsi Cola Bottlers, Mackie Motors in Lake City, Stein Seeds, Roselle Mutual Insurance, and by the Audubon Recreation Center. Now, let's get you the scores from all tonight's action. Well, good evening, folks. It's your boy, Nathan Cohen's back here in the studio. They couldn't get rid of me for uh, an entire season. I kind of popped in on that first week, and here I am to kind of close out the regular season for all. But uh, one of our area teams got uh, Mr. Jeff Honnold joining me here in the studios as we take our first look at uh, scores kind of uh, happening here in the area tonight. So we'll kind of jump straight into things. Start with Class 3A District 1. Your Carroll Tigers do fall to Sioux Center tonight. Carroll on the road, uh, 25-0, the final score there. Carroll does uh, is the one team that is not finishing their regular season uh, quite yet. They do have one ge- a game next week. And so we'll take a little bit of a preview on that late, uh, later on here in the show. Elsewhere in District 1, Bishop Helan falls to Sergeant Bluff Luton, 45-28, to and then MOC Floyd Valley Skunks, Boydenhole Rock Valley, 28-0. to uh, Jeff, you ready to roll here on some of those I other scores? I have old homework here back here with you. Well, but, uh, I, I actually can't see you. You're behind the computer I, I'm for to me. Hide from you. Class 1A, District 8, Underwood, 28, Kemper, 0, as you heard. Jeff Blankman had that call on uh, KCIM. It was Trainer 23, M-V-A-O-C-O-U-W-A-Q-W-A-R-K-R-P, 23 nothing. <laughs> and then uh, the game that I had, a really fun game, ESAC County wins 21-16 over West Monona. And since I got you sitting right there, it sounds like it kind of came a bit down to the wire there towards the end. I didn't get to catch the end of that game. but Yeah, they needed an interception uh, on a fourth down to kind of seal that for it. So very good, uh, well well. Played game, uh, a lot of heart. Uh, nice to see all the smiles on on the uh, ESAC County people's face. Yeah, overall, a pretty tough season for ESAC. A lot of challenging opponents. Winning two in a row to close out the season, pretty nice for them, at least the regular season anyway. On well, yeah, they make, they make playoffs with yes. wins. Yeah, uh, remarkable. Did not think that would have happened. So good for you guys, Raiders. Uh, very excited to see that. Looking at Class 1A District 2, South Central Calhoun uh, kind of puts a thumping on Belmont Clemmy tonight, 56-12, to the final score there. Your Titans uh, round out their season at 4-4 four and four overall. Uh, Woodward Granger gets a win at home tonight over Man. Northwest Webster, 55-6, to the final one there. And then South Hamilton uh, goes on the road and kind of just stomps all over Eagle Grove, 60-14, to the final score in that one. Class A, District 8, it was IKM Manning falling to Ogden, 39-20. to Tri-Center Neola wins 40-29 to over Westwood of Sloan. Missouri Valley falls to Woodbury Central, 56-14, to still looking for the Loma Lawton Bronson score. Yeah, if you do happen to have a score that we don't have, feel free to just toss us a tweet, uh, the Carroll Broadcasting Sports Network. Uh, we'll get a chance to see that, and it'll help us kind of round out some of our scores. But moving on to our uh, eight-man districts in District 1, the Arweva Newell Fonda game did not take place tonight. That was a canceled one. We will catch up with the Arweva coaches uh, a little bit later on here in the show and learn a little bit more about the situation 
situation there. And the only other score we have out of District 1 right now is the uh, Rimson St. Mary's Glenn Ralston's score there. The uh, Wildcats do fall 61-6. to Eight-man, District 10. It was Audubon 56, Woodbine 48, and a really good game. Caminita wins 58-20 over Boyer Valley. It was West Harrison 52-16 over Griswold, and Xyra Elkhorn-Kimbleton defeats Coon Rapids-Baird 51-14. Yeah, just a bit of a note on that Audubon game. Uh, try and keep an eye on box scores and things like that, but you're looking at dozens of games here, so it's hard to keep uh, everything close in mind. But Audubon kind of had that game in hand, and then I checked the score with just a little bit left, and uh, it was eight-point game, I think two minutes left. Uh, so it got came down to the wire a little bit towards the end, but again, uh, the Wheelers there do, do come out with a win. So that's what we got for scores. Of course, uh, we'll be running through those throughout the uh, throughout the show tonight. But for now, we are going to step away. When we come back, we'll start hearing from uh, some of our coaches, and we'll start with uh, Carroll Tigers coach Craig Rowetter. That's coming up after the break right here on your New Way Ford Scoreboard Show. When you buy from a local business like one of the New Way Auto Group dealerships, the money stays right here in the local community. Supporting local businesses helps our local economy, and that lets us help local organizations, schools, and giving back to our community. Good luck to all players from the New Way Auto Group dealerships with locations in Coon Rapids, Jefferson, and Pocahontas. Being a part of a team is not only fun, it can give our students a sense of identity and help them develop long-term relationships. This is Dr. Nate Luke, Next Generation Chiropractic. Student athletes, make sure you are taking care of your body before, during, and after the game. Proper warm-ups and cool-down are vital to staying on the field or court, and having regular chiropractic appointments can help reduce the risk of injury. Stay in the game by taking care of your body. Good luck to all area student athletes this season. Let's stay healthy and have fun. Skip the line and order online at Culver's.com now. Go to Culver's.com and select if you'd like to carry out your order or select curbside and we'll deliver out your meal hot and fresh to your vehicle in a special curbside parking stall. No need to wait in the drive through line. Order online today at Culver's.com. Since 1984, Culver's has been delighting guests one meal at a time with signature butter burgers made with fresh, never frozen Midwest raised beef. Pair it with Wisconsin cheese curds and made daily fresh frozen custard. Now that's a winning combination. Culver's, welcome to delicious. Earning college credit while in high school is a smart choice. Area high school students have several college class options available to them through the DMAC Carroll campus at no cost to them. High school students, talk to your high school counselor today to learn how DMAC college credit can be part of your high school plan at no cost to you. Explore your future now by contacting the DMAC Carroll campus at 792-1755. That's 792-1755. I want to welcome you back here to the New Way Auto Group Scoreboard Show, 1380 AM, 95.1 FM, KCIM, and Kick 106.7. Joined now here by the head coach of the Carroll Tigers, Craig Rowetter. Uh, they lose here tonight on the road uh, up near South Dakota to Sioux Center, 25-0. Coach, early on here in this game, both offenses were sizing each other's defenses up. The battle in the trenches was kind of even, and then Sioux Center kind of gets going with their run game. Talk to me just about stopping their run game. I thought you did a nice job defensively stopping it up front early on. 
Yeah, uh, you know, Coach Young, Coach Fable had a, uh, a good plan in place, and um, you know that, and we knew that coming in that it was going to be run oriented, um, a run oriented game, mm-hmm. and that's what it was. And uh, <laughs> you know, and we just had a couple. You know, they caught us one time in a blitz. Um, otherwise, you know, I, I was pretty happy with with our run defense, and um, you know, we just kept. Unfortunately, we couldn't establish a whole lot consistently anyway, and you know that kind of kept our defense and put them in some bad spots, um, especially with some short fields after the, after they had you know turned them over on downs a yep. couple times. But um, yeah, until we got, I think we got worn down a little bit uh, mm-hmm. physically. Uh, but until that point, we were holding up pretty steady against the run. You know, we talked about it uh, in the pregame show here tonight, just the fact that they were bringing a lot of size across the entire board. Even their reserves were big guys. It looked like a lot of times Jack White here tonight was getting pressure, didn't have a lot of time to make a lot of plays downfield. Talk to me about their size and how they were kind of getting through your, your old line. Yeah, we, uh, you know, and it wasn't anything that we <laughs> didn't anticipate. Right. Uh, we did keep, they were a little bit um, better, you know, at their defensive end. I thought we could maybe uh, single block them, but we did end up keeping um, running backs in the block. But then unfortunately, especially in our empty sets, it, it takes two receivers out of the out of the route tree. So, it, you know, when they're dropping six guys in coverage and we only have three guys on routes, it's, uh, I, I'm not very good at math. I don't like math, but uh, <laughs> I, I know those aren't great numbers, right. you know, six on three. So, um, yeah, it just, we definitely... You know, and I know we're a running team, so we don't. Yep. You know, if if we get caught passing, it's just something our our, our linemen would rather run block. And yep. unfortunately, uh, we we got to get better in, in that phase of, of, of pass blocking and identifying blitzers. Coming into halftime, you were trailing 12 to zero. You had a lot of times uh, opportunity-wise defensively. You stopped them turnover and downs. So I thought you guys did a nice job on those fourth down turnovers. Going into halftime, what was the conversation? Like, what were some of those adjustments you were looking to make? Uh, we just we made sure, you know, we just had to find out what the guys were confident in running. It, you know, we, like I said, consistency on offense. Um, we'd get a couple things, and then, it, you know, then one, we'd have one little setback. And, again, we're not, you know, we're not built, at least this year anyway, to, to – do a lot of successful things in second and 15 or third and right. 19. Right. Um, you know, so we got to stay ahead of the sticks. Yep. And that, you know, that that was probably mm-hmm. the biggest thing. But at, at halftime, we just wanted to know, hey, what are you know, get their viewpoint on what they were seeing. And we, you know, and then to their credit, we did. We came out and ran the ball a lot better that first uh, drive after halftime. And you know, behind what the, the offensive line said they were seeing out there. And um, you know, we missed just a cut. <laughs> We had a couple shots that yep. were there, you know, and, and even in the first half, I guess, too, and some yep. of the passes, you know, just some drop passes that, you know, Jack, Jack's stats should have looked probably a little bit better. Uh, yep. We didn't really help him out with some of those drop drop balls. Yeah, and, and, and you mentioned kind of that first kind of drive, that especially that first drive in the second half. You guys showed off a lot of clock, really showed the potential of that run, that run defense, running that wishbone, blocking in the in the gaps. Really thought it came out to a good start, but then, you know, Sioux Center or Sioux, Sioux Center just continued to kind of run with cameramen. That's kind of their big runner tonight, and at times I thought you stopped him very well, but then later on down the stretch, he just started to run downhill very well and find those gaps on the outside. Yeah, and, you know, unfortunately 
fortunately, that's the. I mean, that's the the fun thing when you're running the ball well. You know, is that you do they get you wear the other team down. Yep. Um, and and that's what it came down to. Unfortunately, we were we were on the other side of that. We were getting you know run down and um, you know and then some. You know, we I think our youth showed a little bit tonight. Um, you know, we got a little bit beat up <laughs> physically. Right. And so uh, yeah, and it you know is what it is, but yep. we'll, we'll learn from it and grow from it. Absolutely, and then obviously you get week nine, you're at home, you get Sergeant Bluff Luton, this is kind of how it's shaking down now, you get this last week to kind of see where you go, you need some things to go your way, but talk to me about Sergeant Bluff Luton, what do you know about them, what are they going to look to bring and kind of run for them? Um, they, have, they have a great offense, you know, they have for a lot of years, so our, our best our best offense will be keep, or our, our best defense will be keeping our offense on the field, yep. um, you know, they got a great quarterback, coaches, kids, quarterback back. Uh, I think he was second team All-State last year. So he, they, they definitely like to throw the ball. Um, so we're going to have to be, we're going to have to, again, put our big boy pants on and, yep. and be the, try to be the more physical team again. Um, you know, and establish that run. But that's that's what we're looking at uh, with Sergeant Bluff. Uh, you know, they. I thought they were the kind of the preseason favorite for the district, and um, I thought I heard overheard somebody say they got knocked off tonight by Healing. Oh wow! Um, so that that made it really interesting. Now, <laughs> but I think that puts I think MOC and actually I think now that might have jumped Sioux Center into the runner-up spot, but we'll. I don't know. We'll let, we'll let it shake out. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll pencil it out for next week. Yep, absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what. A tough loss here for tonight, but you get a chance at redemption next week against Sergeant Bluff Luton. Uh, good luck against that tonight, and uh, safe travels home. Yeah, th- again, thanks for – we appreciate all the coverage, and especially the long trip up here. <laughs> but uh, go Tigers. Absolutely. Again, Craig Rowetter here in Sioux Center. They fall tonight on the road 25-0. to We'll send it back to the studio on the New Way Auto Group scoreboard show. Scoring a touchdown takes great effort and teamwork. Hi, this is Kelly. Before you start passing, blocking, and running, get Roselle Mutual on your team so that when life intercepts, your farm, home, cars, and toys are protected from a pick six. Roselle Mutual, a partner of Grinnell Mutual, has been around as long as football, serving Carroll and the surrounding communities with hard work and dedication it takes to make a great team. Score your next touchdown by visiting Roselle Mutual. We're here to protect you from life's interceptions. Call 712-792-4525 or stop in today. Nobody has delivered more high-yielding Enlist E3 soybean genetics to the marketplace than Stein. That means your local Stein representative can provide you with the product knowledge and seed genetics to help you maximize profits on every acre you plant. Discover yield plus experience by partnering with the undisputed leader in Enlist E3 soybean genetics. Learn more at steinseed.com. Stein has yield. Earning college credit while in high school is a smart choice. Area high school students have several college class options available to them through the DMAC Carroll campus at no cost to them. High school students, talk to your high school counselor today to learn how DMAC college credit can be part of your high school plan at no cost to you. Explore your future now by contacting the DMAC Carroll campus at 792-1755. That's 792-1755.
You're back here on the uh, New Way uh, Scoreboard Show, of course, brought to you by New Way Auto Group. I'm Nathan Cohns. Got Jeff Honnold here in the studio. Going to take another look at some of our uh, scores in our relevant districts here. And, of course, we'll take a peek, take a look at uh, kind of just the wild speculation that comes with uh, who we think's going where. And, of course, we'll all be wrong come 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. Uh, our sports director, Jeff Blank, we're actually be on the road at uh, 10 o'clock tomorrow. So we'll have uh, the assistant sports director, Tyler Bruner, uh, bringing those uh, announcements to you. So be sure to tune in for that. Uh, that's uh, get an idea for assignments, things along those lines. But let's get to our scores now here for Week 8 in Class 3A, District 1. Your Carroll Tigers do fall on the road to Sioux Center tonight, 25 to uh, nothing. Carroll uh, now standing at 4-4 four and four on the season, 1-3 and three, uh, overall in the district. Uh, elsewhere in District 1, Sergeant Bluff Luton uh, picks one up at home over Bishop Heelan, 45-28, to 28, and then MOC Floyd. Valley also with a home win. Uh, they skunk Boydenhole Rock Valley 28 to nothing. Uh, the final score there. And then we'll move on looking at Class 1A District 8. Jeff? Yeah, in a game you heard here on KCM covered by Mr. Blankman, Kemper falls to Underwood 28 to 20. Uh, on kick, uh, or actually it was on 93.7 KKRL, ESAC wins 21 16. And trainer over M V A O C O U twenty three to nothing. Sticking with Class One A, moving into District Two here, Sausage of Calhoun on the road over Bellman Clemmy tonight, fifty six to twelve. Uh, Woodward Granger picks one up at home over Mance Northwest Webster, fifty five to six. The final score, and then South Hamilton uh, heads to Eagle Grove tonight with a W sixty to fourteen is the final score there. And then moving on, looking at Class A District Eight, Mister Honnold. Yeah, I K M Manning Falls. 39-20 to Ogden. Tri-Center wins 40-29 to over Westwood of Sloan. And Woodbury Central 56-14 over Missouri Valley. Still trying to get the uh, Loma uh, Lawton Bronson score and we're not the only ones. I see some tweets going out asking for that score. So uh, moving on, we'll have eight-man District One for you. Yeah, the Arweva Newell Fonda game that was scheduled for night uh, tonight uh, that did get canceled, so that game not played. We did catch up with uh, the Arweva co-head coaches on that one. Uh, we'll bring a little bit more uh, kind of on how that shook out uh, elsewhere in District One. Uh, Remsen St. Mary's uh, knocks off Glenn Rawson tonight, 61 to six. The final score there: Kingsley Pearson over Sulit Christian tonight, uh, 75 to 34, and still searching for a Westman Mallard River Valley. Uh, final score there. Eight man district ten. It's Audubon fifty six, Woodbine forty eight, Caminita fifty eight, Boyer Valley twenty, West Harrison fifty two sixteen over Griswold and Coonapis Beard falls to Xyra Elkhorn Kibbleton fifty one fourteen. And I will openly admit that I uh, did not think I would be back here on the scoreboard show, so I haven't been paying nearly as much attention as I normally would throughout <laughs> the football season. So just kind of taking a look, uh, you, you heard Coach Rowetter a little bit ago talking about uh, their district and uh, District 1 for Class 3A. Again, there is still one week of the regular season left uh, for those folks there, but looking at where it kind of shakes out, as far as I understand it, if MOC Floyd Valley wins, they should be district champs, correct? Uh... Because there's, or do we have a weird yeah, triangular like, with a bunch M- of losses and stuff? Sergeant Bluff, uh, Bishop Heelan, and MOC, I think, are all three right there. Um, so they're all three and one, but 
What's two center? Are they three and so, two? So they're three. They're three and one in the district. Four and four overall. All right. SBL is three and five overall. Three oh, and one in the district. That's right. They took some losses early on. Yeah. And then MOC Floyd Valley is six and two, and then they're three and one in the district. So we yeah, got three teams. It's going to be really difficult. Carroll's going to have to win um, and get a lot of help. I don't. I. Really I don't. don't th- I don't think they can. I don't, as far as I understand. Mathematically, but. I don't think they can go. I th- but my understanding was they had to win the last two to go. Yeah, and well, I'm more looking at District Champ on that one. Uh, who's, oh, is, I, I think it's, it's Floyd it's Valley, isn't it? Because I don't know who beat who. I, I can't I think, remember. I think MOC is in the front runner, but I think they have to win uh, win to win it all. Okay. Moving on to Class 1A, District 8. Uh, basically had the District Champ game tonight uh, here in Carroll. Uh, Kemper and Underwood facing off there. Uh, Kemper does fall, so Underwood going to be District Champs. Uh, Kemper the runner-up. Um, pretty much the game that I think a lot of folks thought it was going to be. Uh, I think it'll be easily could have gone Kemper's way. Had a few plays gone a little bit differently. But a great game, chilly night. Uh, of course, you want to walk away with a W there, but hopefully a little bit of fire as you head into the postseason for the Knights. Well, yeah, I think Doug Weniger summed it up. Uh, you, you know, you found out who Kemper was tonight. Um, they, they played a really good Underwood team and, and played them tough. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you do want the district championship. You do want to go undefeated in the season. That goal's now shot. Uh, you got second place, but now you're in the playoffs. And there's a chance, and a pretty good chance, you end up back with Underwood. So that would be a fun matchup. So in that district, it went Underwood 1, Kemper 2, Trainer 3, and Sac County 4. So all four of those teams go in the playoffs. So, of course, Kemper has home field advantage tonight in that matchup. Underwood, um, that, by the way, that was a 3 versus 4, Underwood being the, the third-ranked team in the state, Kemper at 4. So uh, that held up to, I think, all of the expectations, at least, yep. at least on my end. So uh, I would not mind a rematch just as a, from the fan side to get a chance to watch that one again because I think it would shake out a little bit differently, uh, at least hopefully for Unite fans out there. Looking at D- Class 1A District 2, where that one kind of stands, uh, look, South Hamilton, I believe, uh, District Hamilton's Champ, yep. st- straight up on there, that one there. Uh, in Class A District 8. Well, uh, back to that one, though. you got oh, yeah. the Woodward, Woodward Granger will be 2, and then South Central's 3. So South Central will be in the playoffs as well. Yes. Oh, thanks for yeah. Thank you for pointing that out. Uh, moving on, Class A District Eight. Uh, that one there should go. There was someone unbeaten in the district. Woodbury Central, I believe it was. Yeah, they finished the season eight zero uh, with five and zero in district play. So those will be your district champs. Uh, after that point, I do believe it's Tri Center. Tri Center, I believe, and then Ogden. I believe. Okay. Uh, moving on, eight-man district one, uh, kind of a similar situation there. Got Remsen St. Mary's unbeaten on the season, uh, so there's your district champs. And then in second spot, I don't know. It'll be Newell Fauna, is my understanding. Okay. Yep. And then Kingsley Pearson in third there. Yes. Okay. Uh, and then finally at eight-man district ten. Uh, I'm looking at numbers here. West Harrison stands at the top. They're unbeaten on the season. Uh, and then it kind of shakes out, gets a little bit tight. Cam Anita probably in second there, right? I think they are with uh, tiebreakers, yes. They gotcha. both, I think they beat the rest of the team. So, so that's kind of where things stand. Now, my understanding is Audubon's three, so I think they're in as well. Okay. So, yeah, these are all things, of course, the, take a look at numbers. Got a lot of scribbles we'll all over my sheet. He's, yeah, memorized, he's, you know? he's Rain Man over there. So uh, that's kind of where our scores are at and what uh, Jeff and I can kind of hobble together. If you're listening to trying to get information out of us, you're hurting. Yeah, uh, yeah my reputation is destroyed, right? <laughs> Something like that. We are going to step away. We're back in a minute here on the uh, New Way Auto Group uh, scoreboard show. We've got Coach Steinkamp of Camper talking about their loss tonight uh, to Underwood. That's a minute out. 
Since 1968, Mackie Motors has been serving Lake City and the surrounding communities with new and certified pre-owned vehicles. We strive to deliver excellent customer satisfaction in every department. Mackie Motors is a full-service dealership providing you with all you need from an oil change in one of our Quick Lube Express Bays, service work done by world-class trained technicians, body work done in our state-of-the-art body shop, full vehicle detail, or come sit down with a member of our highly knowledgeable sales staff. Small town values and handshakes. Choose Mackie Motors. Find new roads at Mackie Motors in Lake City. MackieMotors.com. When you buy from a local business like one of the new auto group dealerships, the money stays right here in the local community. Supporting local businesses helps our local economy, and that lets us help local organizations, schools, and giving back to our community. Good luck to all players from the New Way Auto Group dealerships with locations in Coon Rapids, Jefferson, and Pocahontas. Sang Camp, the head football coach with the Cumber Knights, joining us here on the New Way Honor Group scoreboard show. Knights fall here tonight. Heartbreaker 28 to 20. Led at the half, led into the third quarter in this one. I thought played really well. Some opportunities out there, coach, to be able to get this one. But uh, a great effort. I think you learned a lot about your club here tonight. Absolutely. No, we, the kids the kids played really hard too. You know, um, a lot they did a lot of things great and, and several things that you know just didn't go our way too, or a few mistakes here there that. And the kids know the mistakes. You know, they you know a, a few blown assignments and, you know, a few drop passes where those kids didn't do it on purpose. You know, they knew it right away type deal. So, and we talked about, you know, we'd rather learn those mistakes this week or next week. And they kind of said, well, we learned a lot from them this week too. So, um, yeah, looking forward to next week. And, you know, I wish we had this one, a few things back here there, but the kids played really hard. Love the intensity you guys came out with tonight. I think a lot of people wonder with their size how you guys would hold up to it. You dominated their size early in this. Yeah. Three and out, able to run it right up the gut on them early. Yeah, they, they were big. I you know the second half, I think they, they started wearing on our guys a little bit too. Yep. They, they about we think they about 800 pounds between uh, <laughs> between th- three guys in the middle there too. So you know our our kids played hard and and there and uh, proud of those guys. Uh, Coach, what were you guys seeing early in the game with the way that you were able to move them back and able to move the ball on the ground? Um, you know we just kind of attacked them attacked them in different spots too. You know that we saw some gaps there. And we just we just hit it hard and uh, the O line started out started out pretty good too. And they they made adjustments as well too. You know so you know they're a well coached team. So you know I know when they when they started stuffing us a little bit too, they did some nice things. In there that first drive there uh, you, you forced them three and out on both of their first two drives talk about the way the defense is playing I know you're in control of that so you got to really like the way the defense came out and played early yeah it, it was aggressive you know we, we wanted our linebackers and stuff like that to play inside hard and you know we, we, we knew they're bigger so we wanted to use our speed inside and you know and we really did do that and then um, you know our defensive backs and like that too I thought played pretty well obviously had a few mistakes here there but you know they, they have some really good athletes too take us through that first drive the, the eight yard touchdown touchdown from Chris Moore. You guys, it looked like you guys came out with a mentality of trying to get the ball into the flat and just maybe letting some of your athletes do some things. Yeah, absolutely. We knew they'd bring pressure and, you know, the, the middle is kind of open, but there's guys in your face and they have two really good safeties that are, you know, coming down and be teeing off on our guys too. So we kind of want to work those flats a little bit and threw in a few new, that's a new formation in play that we put into. So shout out to the staff and the kids for making that one happen. How important was it to get that early touchdown and take that early lead here it, tonight? It felt good too. 
too. It felt good. You know, they, they got us rolling in the right direction. And, um, yeah, I, I thought our defense overall played well, you know, gave us some big plays. but And then special teams, I thought, were very, very good tonight. You talked about them wanting to throw the football tonight. They did get you over the top three times. How were they able to do that tonight? Um, two of them were, were, were missed coverages, and the kids, the kids know that, too. And the last one, you know, great coverage, one-handed catch. I'm like... Yeah, I mean, I, I can't, I can't yell at a kid for that. He's, he's, he's in the right spot, type deal. So, um, yeah, I mean, that, you know, that I'll, get, I'll give them one of the three, type deal. The other ones, we definitely got to clean up and fix, type deal. You created three turnovers tonight. Um, talk about the defense, the defense, and how you guys were able to do that because they came in creating about 30 turnovers on the year. You guys had done a really good job too in the 20s with created turnovers, but tonight you guys win the turnover battle. Yeah, that's, that's what our goal of the game was win that turnover battle too. So we knew, we knew that you know the quarterback likes to in the pocket, throw the ball too. So we were in our safety. He's just kind of read, read the eyes and just make plays on that. And then um, we have two fumble recoveries. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So we, we knew, like, you know. Two interceptions and a fumble recovery. Two interceptions from yep. the trip. So, yeah, we knew we wanted to get that ball out as well, too, because we started driving and we talked about, okay, that ball's in there. Go ahead. You know, if they got first down already, go ahead and try and knock it out. And the kids did a great job of it. Up 14 7 at halftime. What was the talk? What did you expect them to do, if anything different, in the second half? Uh, we really thought, I thought they'd start more of the read option plays. And they did try it a couple times, too. And, you know, they, they started going a lot more motion. Um, which didn't affect us a ton. You know, we, we made a few adju- a few adjustments in there that I thought worked well, and we switched up our defense a couple of times, like who had the quarterback, and the, overall the kids did pretty well of it. And you know, we we, got, we forced them a punt, we forced another turnover. Uh, they just had those big plays. Uh, Coach almost came up with a several block punts tonight. Uh, what, you guys have done really well at that, especially Chris Moore all season long. What were you guys seeing, and, and how were you able to some come so close a couple of times tonight? Um, you know, well, they haven't punted a whole lot a whole lot this year. We, we Watching film, like they only punted seven times all year. So the fact that we're making them punt, you know, four or five times tonight, yeah. and we almost got it. So they, they don't have it. They probably don't practice it a ton. So that's kind of the thing you said. Like, you know, like, we we knew that special teams would be big in this game. We kind of said, you know, if we get them a punting situation, they don't do it very often. So we kind of we kind of want to be ag- aggressive on that one. Had the the one where they had the bad snap, they end up throwing the interception. You guys only turned that into a field goal. Was that the turning point? Because then they went down and scored, took their first lead of the yeah, game. Yeah, that gave us that gave us momentum back. Uh, you know, kick a Kicking that field goal and stuff, but you know, then they, you know, they they drove the field too. I'm not sure what down it was on that touchdown, but you know, that's that was a good good football play for them. End up falling here. You, you kicked the field goal late to set up the onside kick. Yep. Had a chance there. What'd you see on that onside kick attempt? My kids like the kids. You know what you wanted. It was it was a good kick. Yep. You know the, the kids right there took a last second nice hop in there. You know that's just football. You know we we kicked it until we had a chance. You know we didn't want to that way we had a chance for the onside in the hill Mary. But and the, the, you know shout out to the you know Tommy Fitz. Yep. had a great game. Yeah. Uh, Two that, field goals for him. Talk yeah. About how yep. he kicked tonight. Yeah. He kicked he, he kicked well. He was booming. I know he's been a little banged up, so it was great to see that. Coach, what do you take away? 28 to 20 loss. You're going to finish seven and one in the regular season. Second in the district. You played a really good team and showed that you're a really good team as well. What do you take away from tonight? Um, they know that you know Underwood's. I think ranked second or third too. That you know we 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 can play with anybody. We just got to make sure that you know we we, we got to make less mistakes. I think too, and and be able to um, make make a few more plays too. You know, having a few, a few obviously a few plays we try to back too. We just got to be you know re- ready for those moments and ready to take them away too. But you know we did a lot of great things in that too, and I, I'm really proud of our our senior leaders tonight. Our, you know whole senior group with it being senior night. Head coach again, Ryan Stankham, joining us here on the New Way Auto Group Scoreboard Show. Coach, I appreciate the time. We'll talk to you again coming up tomorrow morning. That's awesome. Thanks, Jeff. Head coach Ryan Stankham again, the Kemper Knights fall here tonight by a final of 28-20. to 20. Little sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet! Unique! 
baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. The Audubon Recreation Center is the board and bus your family is looking for. Enjoy fun activities, including an arcade and batting cage, eight lanes of bowling, racquetball court, soft play area, even grab a bite to eat and a cold drink from their full bar. You're guaranteed to have a great time with the whole family at the Audubon Recreation Center. No membership is required. The Audubon Recreation Center, just south of Albert the Bull in Audubon, Iowa. Open Tuesday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturdays, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. And Sundays open 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. It's the uh, New Way Ford Auto Group scoreboard show here on 1380 AM, 95.1 FM, KCIM, as well as Kick 106.7. I'm Nathan Cohns. Got Jeff Honnold here in the studio with me as we take a look at our Week 8 scores for our area schools and districts. We're going to do things uh, in reverse order here, starting with 8-man over in District 10. Audubon picks up the win at home tonight over Woodbine, 56-48. Uh, they finish their season at 4-5. and five. Four and two in the district, however. Elsewhere, Caminita at home over Boyer Valley. Uh, Griswold falls to West Harrison, 52-16. to And then Exira Elkhorn-Kimbleton uh, does knock off Coon Rapids-Baird, 51-14. to uh, Keeping on cruising here in eight-man district one, the Newell Fonda Arweva game. Uh, that was not held tonight. That was uh, canceled. We'll catch up with the Arweva co-ed coaches as they talk a little bit about that game uh, and what led to that. Uh, elsewhere in eight-man district, one Glidden Ralston at home does fall to Remsen St. Mary's 61 to six. Remsen uh, finishes their season at eight zero undefeated, uh, while Glidden Ralston wraps things up at three and five, two and four in the district. Uh, Kingsley Pearson heads to Sulin Christian and picks up a road win tonight, 75 to 34. And our last score on our sheet that we're still looking for is that West Bend Mallard River Valley score. Having a little bit of trouble finding that one. Uh, elsewhere in Class A District. Eight IKM Manning drops one at home to Ogden tonight, 39 to 20. The final score again. Uh, Wolves do have the loss elsewhere. Lawton Bronson at home falls to Loma, 48 to 13, while Tri Center knocks off Westwood Sloan, 40 to 29. And then finally, Woodbury Central remains unbeaten with a win over Missouri Valley tonight at home, 56 to 14. Heading to Class 1A District 2, South Central Calhoun on the road with the road win over Bellman Clemmy, 56 to 12. Woodward. Granger uh, picks one up at home also against Manson Northwest Webster 55 to 6 while Eagle Grove falls to South Hamilton 60 to 14. In Class 1A District 8, uh, Kemper drops one to Underwood in what was uh, essentially the district title game uh, tonight. Kemper again falls 28 uh, to 20. East Sac uh, punches their ticket into the postseason with a win against West Monona, 21 to 16. The final score there, and then Trainer over MVAOCOU, 23 to nothing. Finally, in Class 3A District 1, uh, Carroll's kind of postseason hopes getting dashed tonight on a long road trip up to Sioux Center, 25 to zero. The final score uh, in favor of Sioux Center. Elsewhere within District 1, Sergeant Bluff Luton takes one off of Bishop Heath. He- 
Cleveland SBL at home tonight, 45 to 28, the final score. And MOC Floyd Valley does skunk Boyden Hole Rock Valley, 28 to zero. So that's where our scores stand for our area teams and districts. We're back in a minute as we catch up with the Arweva co-head coaches. Nobody has delivered more high-yielding Enlist E3 soybean genetics to the marketplace than Stein. That means your local Stein representative can provide you with the product knowledge and seed genetics to help you maximize profits on every acre you plant. Discover yield plus experience by partnering with the undisputed leader in Enlist E3 soybean genetics. Learn more at steinseed.com. Stein has yield. Bruner Bruner, Reinhardt & Morton is a general practice law firm that's been providing highly ethical, professional, and dedicated legal services to their clients since 1936 in Carroll, Glidden, Coon Rapids, and Guthrie Center communities. Bruner Bruner, Reinhardt & Morton is a four-attorney firm with a combined 97 years of experience. For more information, call Barry, Dave, Eric, or Jessica at 792-3480 or visit BrunerLegal.com. And welcome you back here to the New Way Auto Group Scoreboard Show on 1380 AM, 95.1 FM, KCIM. We are now joined by Austin Doak and Isaac Schaefers of the Arweva Rockets. Unfortunately, here this week, they do not have competition. We'll talk about that here soon. But, guys, thanks so much for, your, uh, for joining us here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, not a problem. Well, guys, um, obviously kind of the elephant in the room here on this interview is guys don't have any competition this week. Um, your guys' season is actually over. I know a very tough decision from anyone's standpoint to kind of make, um, but, but just talk to me about that decision and making it here this week. Well, we found out over the weekend, um, Devin Ehlers, um, you know, he won't be able to play this week for us. Um, he was a key piece, especially in our, our defensive scheme of things. So that put us down to 12 guys. And, um, you know, Sunday night, we got together as coaches like we, like we normally do. And, uh, you know, yeah, we, we had to, uh, we watched some game film and then we had to make the, make the decision what we, what we thought was best. And, um, you know, we, we met with administration and on, uh, on Monday and, and you know, we, we just kind of made the came to the conclusion that um, you know, obviously safety safety is the number one priority um, for for our team. Um, you know, we we understand we're, we're down to 12 guys, five are freshmen, four are sophomores. Um, you know, two of them are banged up. Uh, one, you know, we have a sophomore with, that just had a dislocated uh, collarbone, and then a, we have a freshman that has a has a slight bicep issue. So, um, you know, like we said, safety is number one number one concern, number one priority for us, and it doesn't matter who we're playing. And uh, um, you know, we had to come to to the decision that, that we aren't going to be able to play Friday night's contest. Yeah, you know, it's, it's that's not an easy decision to make, whether it's a coach or administration. Never easy to make, but um, you know, despite that fact, despite the fact that your guys' season is over. You got to be proud about all the progress that these guys have made. I mean, you, you mentioned it, uh, Austin. You guys fielded a lot of freshmen and sophomores this season. They've grown tremendously throughout the entire season. You've got to be happy with how this season went down. Oh yeah, we were. They took big strides. Definitely at the beginning of the year, without scrimmage against Woodbine, we thought offensively, defensively, we had to keep stuff super simple and just hope for the best. But they took it stride for stride. And just, yeah, the first game, we'll deal in the highlight scenario, but after that, they, they accelerated on a bunch of fronts here. 
control and understand here and just having more confidence playing as each game gets along and along and along. That's, that, they took big strides here this season. Absolutely, and we've had the chance to talk about that week from week, just seeing how they're you know, getting more confident and they're understanding things a lot more. Talk to me from a coaching perspective. What did you learn about your guys this season? There was a lot of resiliency um, with this group and, and a lot of grit, and it's, you know, it's, it's the intangible stuff like that that we as a coaching staff will, will, will never forget a year like this. Um, not only from the game, but also just the way that that our guys are. Um, you know, we 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 did we started the year with or we we had six, you know, six freshmen and, and five sophomores when healthy. And, and like Coach said from from our scrimmage against Woodbine to, in week one, we we never saw the the expansion that we'd be able to do in the playbook, especially offensively. Um, you know, and, and the way the way the guys took adversity when when it got faced. You know, we our last game of the season had to be against number one Remsen, and you know we we didn't we didn't we had a goose egg on the scoreboard the entire game. But but our guys they absolutely never gave up. You know, that was deal. You know, that was a good example. They were resilient. They were gritty. Um, you know, they, they got upset when, when they weren't able to make plays. They they wanted to make them so bad. They, you know, they, they just were outmatched by by athleticism and, and strength. And you know, they're young. Uh, there's a lot of room for growth. Uh, but there was definitely a lot of growth that, that occurred this year. So, uh, Coach Stoke, you obviously mentioned that you know you had some stumbling blocks in the beginning, had some real nice tests early on for this team, and then you got on that nice three-game winning streak. Just talk to me about what you saw clicking amongst the guys. Uh, during, yeah, during our three-game winning streak, just kind of everything just went together. Just we are kind of playing as a team. We are actually starting building content. Yeah, the first two games, though, kind of just had to take some licking to the cave. Watching film, talking about, okay, this is what we do correctly, this is what we did right, this is what we did wrong, this is how we improve it. And they did a really good job being coachable and keep, obviously, practicing. They obviously try to perfect themselves and help each other get to their best ability through practice, which obviously translates to the games here. Uh, like I said, during the three-game win streak, just things just kind of clicked really well. We were just on a, on a nice roll. Then going to the Boyer game, everything was going fine that first quarter, then Sadly, we lost away from Dallas, your injury. Then that game, we kind of slipped away. But during the game, we're still clicking away with some things we're doing really well. Then Renzen, against Renzen, we were a very great team. Just, I think they were a good team. Just things were so clicking right. Special teams really excellent during that game. Just the other ones, just, we're just outmatched because all eight starters were seniors. But we had that grit and just keep fighting through that stuff. And obviously here this season you had one lone senior, uh, Timothy Dulles. He's been a part of the team. Um, it's been a really nice part of this team this year, being a nice leader, being a positive reinforcement to these guys. Talk to me about the impact that Timothy had on this team. Yeah, he, Tim had a really good impact in, in many different ways. It's um, you know he he kind of helped set the set the culture for the for the young guys this season. Um, you know he always led by example. Tim is extremely coachable. He he loves the game of football. He loves being out on the football field. He loves coming to practice every day. There's a lot of good things I could go on and on about Timothy Dose. Um, he, he did a lot. He's done a lot for this program over the last four years. Um, you know he's he's such a good kid, not only on the field with character and work ethic. But also off the field, he participates in a lot of different things. He's just a very kind, very kind young man, and and um, you know he's he's going to be 
he's, he's definitely going to be a miss for us this year or next year. And speaking of next year, obviously there's going to be a lot of things you're going to look to improve upon with now what will be sophomores, what will be juniors. Taking that next step, what is that next step that this team is going to want to make come next year? I think kind of next step is obviously almost increasing our level of intensity. For freshman sophomores, we were really good. We got a bunch of compliments from a bunch of coaches we play against. That man, for being freshmen and sophomores, they play really well. Well, next year we got to step that up. Obviously, be a little more consistent with game with our ability to play at our level here. Times here, times there, we high some highs, and lows during game. Got to be more consistent there. And then we just got to clean up some small mistakes. Man, obviously that blowing coverage or reading, making sure we read our progressions. We just got to clean up some small things where we can take that next step here. Then obviously just got to keep pushing each other. We did a good job pushing each other. Just we got to find that next gear to uh, elevate ourselves here. And obviously, as coaches, you're coming into you know still still the kind of early stages of your coaching careers together. As are we have a co-head football coaches. Are there any goals you guys have for each other next year? You know, I'd say I'd say a big goal for us just I mean just continue to set the culture and, and keep the you know keep the keep the young kids invested in, in what we have going in our football program. Um, you know, I, I think you know they 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 understand that you know you have to be you have to be coached to, to get better and and like like we both mentioned many many times they're very coachable kids. Um, you know they they uh, you know the number one thing is, is for them to do well in the classroom and then, you know when they come out and play football it's it's time to play football and we um, you know. I would say we really just have a goal of keeping them focused, keeping them, you know, intact with what we're what we're trying to do game plan wise each week, and um, you know, yeah, just just keep everybody invested in the program. Yeah, no, absolutely, uh, guys. You know, obviously not the way we wanted to kind of have this interview go this week, but I appreciate you guys taking time to talk about the season. Um, you know, obviously not the way you wanted it to end, but a lot of nice steps going forward. Um, thank you guys for spending time with us every single week talking on the show and. And, um, you know, obviously, good luck here on the next couple of seasons. Thanks for having me this whole season here. Thanks a lot, Tyler. When you buy from a local business, like one of the new auto group dealerships, the money stays right here in the local community. Supporting local businesses helps our local economy, and that lets us help local organizations, schools, and giving back to our community. Good luck to all players from the New Way Auto Group dealerships with locations in Coon Rapids, Jefferson, and Pocahontas. touchdown takes great effort and teamwork. Hi, this is Kelly. Before you start passing, blocking, and running, get Roselle Mutual on your team so that when life intercepts, your farm, home, cars, and toys are protected from a pick six. Roselle Mutual, a partner of Grinnell Mutual, has been around as long as football, serving Carroll and the surrounding communities with hard work and dedication it takes to make a great team. Score your next touchdown by visiting Roselle Mutual. We're here to protect you from life's interceptions. Call 712-792-4525 or stop in today. It's the New Way Auto Group uh, scoreboard show on 1380 AM, 95.1 FM. It's big time, Jim. 
<laughs> Jeff Honnold, and I'm Nathan Cohns, back here on the Scoreboard Show. Jimmy G over here. You had to get it in, didn't you? If I'm going to be on the air with Big Time Jim, I'm going to say Big Time Jim as many times as Big Time Jim will let me say Big Time Jim. I, pretty soon he's going to throw a big time hook. Uh, I, I told him first time, it's a great nickname. Let it stick. I would love to be big time, Nathan. That'd be awesome. No, it's great to have you in here. I haven't seen you in forever, so it's good to have you in here I can't with say us. I the same thing. I think I see you all the time. Yeah. Well, we were at the shelter house last weekend together. You bet. Yeah, that that sounds fun. like trouble to me, it is was. what that sounds like. Actually, I think there's a picture of us with uh, an adult beverage in our hands. So I would prefer that's, not that's, to see that. that I feel like trouble is being had in that. That picture. No, actually, I think we sent the blank. Yeah, we might have had a fi- we might have had our number one finger up for blank when we sent. Yeah, the yeah, that sounds brilliant. You might have. I, I didn't. Have. I'll go back and look. I, I I can't remember that far back. That's been a week. Yeah, so let's go ahead and take a look at our scores here, starting off with Class 3A in District 1. Sioux Center knocks off your Carroll Tigers tonight. Uh, of course, Tigers on the road, 25 to nothing. the final score there. Elsewhere, Sergeant Bluff Luton over Bishop Heelan, 45 to 28. And MOC Floyd Valley does skunk Boydenhole Rock Valley. Jimmy, you want to take Class 1A, District 8? You got it. Class 1A, District 8, it was Underwood sque- squeaking by the, the Knights of Kemper. Catholic, 28-20. East Sac gets into the playoffs. Two wins in a row for Eric McCullough, and congrats to him. 21-16 over West Monona. And Trainer shuts out MVAOCOU, 23 to nothing. You have to add WAKRP Cincinnati, too, on that. Does that make yeah. me less Nesman? Yeah, you're pretty close. Yes, it does. Oh, you're, no. You are definitely less. Oh, let's go to Class 1A, District 2. Hey, how about those South Central Calhoun Titans? Uh, a couple tough tough weeks in there, but come out and uh, get the win over Belmont Clinton, 56-12. The district champion, South Hamilton, 60-14 over Eagle Grove. And uh, the runner-up, Woodward Granger, wins 55-6 over Northwest Webster. Moving on to Class A, District A to IKM Manning does fall at home tonight to Ogden, 39-20. to The final one there. Lawton Bronson falls to Loma tonight, 48-13. to Tri-Center knocks off Woodwood, Westwood Sloan. Goodness, I can't talk tonight. 40-29, uh, to the final one there. And then Woodbury Central remains unbeaten with a win over Missouri Valley tonight, 56-14. to An eight-man, District 1. Uh, our Weaver game was canceled tonight. They were to play Newell Fonda. Glidden Ralston falls to the number one team, St. Mary's Remsen, 61 to six. It was Kingsley Pearson over Siouxland Christian, 75-34, and West Bend Mallard beats River Valley, 57-12. In eight-man District 10, it's Woodbine, 48, Audubon, 56, Boyer Valley, 20, Caminita, 58, Elkhorn, Kimbleton, Xyra, 51, Coonerpins Bird, 14. And West Harrison, 52, Griswold, 16. So we're talking a little bit about teams that are going to be uh, you know, done after this week and who's yet to play. So uh, I guess for starters, Carroll still does have one regular season game left uh, next week. Uh, looking at the opponent there, and of course I can't find the sheet right in front Sergeant of me. Sergeant Bluff, Thank you. Uh, both making me feel really dumb at the same time. Really, really appreciate that. We're good at it. <laughs> uh, and then next week as well, uh, IKM Manning is going to pick up a game that will be played on Thursday night, if I'm not mistaken. That is what my sheet in here says. IKEA Manning at uh, St. Albert's at 7 p.m. Yep. Right. So. And uh, that was, they scheduled that Thursday to make sure they had a set of officials. 
Oh, that's oh, a very good. Oh, you that, know, I didn't Corey, put that through. Corey, Corey told me that on the phone. I, I thought maybe they'd pull you and Pomeroy out of retirement no, for that no, one. No, no, no. I don't know if you guys could run that far anymore. Oh, You're just throwing it. We, oh, yeah, we, we can wheelchair you down there. We, it's uh, the, the killer there at St. Albert's is the hill. Yeah. Getting up and down the hill. Yeah. That would be, it's that, been but, a long but, time since I've been to their field. So. Good, good, good for them, though. I mean, yeah. uh, uh, we were talking uh, off air up there, but you got a week nine game. Uh, great for the kids. I mean, great learning opportunity. you got another week of practice, another opponent to get ready for. But truly a meaningless game because it doesn't do anything for either one. But, but nope. God bless them that they're doing it. And I'm glad they can get the kids motivated to play it because that's to me it's it's the best of all situations for them. I just it's a tough situation to try to get some kids motivated for. And it, so you talk about preparation, but it's also for seniors on both teams. Absolutely. Last time they're probably ever going to play football, at least in a competitive situation like that. So giving them another opportunity, um, hard to put a, a value on that. Like just it's. Oh, I think it's a great idea. You know, it reminds me of uh, the bowl season. You know, it's an opportunity to get the younger kids better. But, but again, the seniors get one last shot. But you got a lot of opportunities to do some things and maybe play some kids that you normally maybe wouldn't have to give them an opportunity because it, truly it doesn't, it doesn't help or hurt you there. It just It's more of a learning opportunity. You know, I wanted to explore something you, you mentioned there, uh, you know, getting the kids motivated to play because when you're towards the end of the season, you're beating up a little bit, uh, injuries t- piling up. But, you know, they just – they. Initially, I don't think they were planning to have a weeknight game. At least I don't think so. So uh, that's beside the point. But getting them excited to go out and play is is tremendous tremendous value there. Well, here's the other thing: one team's going to end up with a win to end their season. So to something to build on for the following year. That you know, hey, you know, you know, we were looking at that West Manoma team. You know, and you look at MVOCO. You get one win or zero wins on a year. Do you want to play? In a, how do you get those kids? They need another. They need another week. Another week would be great for them. But how do you get them to do it? And just it's a tough situation. To, to, I mean, the competitor in me would say, "Yeah, line me up. I'll go play." But I could understand the argument too. Of man, I've we have just gotten torched all year long. I'm just I'm done. I'm mentally done. So uh, good for them. Good for them to be able to line one up and play it. I, I'm I'm so happy we've got a team doing it. So let's talk a little bit about our postseason teams that we know for sure are locks. Of course, Kemper, the district runner-up. Uh, of course, that championship title was something that they all wanted real bad. Uh, but you're locked into the postseason. Uh, you you know you're going to play again. Uh, so you're coming off a loss in a close game against a really good opponent that I think a few plays go diff- differently. You win that game. Uh, is that motivation heading into the postseason, or is that is that uh, a bit of a weight that might put something in the back of their mind? Well, I think, you know, a goal the of theirs was to make the playoffs. That was one. So, you know. So check, check that box. Yeah, but you, you check it, but the thing is, is, you know, your season starts all over. You're still a zero zero. The ultimate goal is the state championship, so that goal's still there, right? Right. Yeah. So, you know, I I think Steiny will have them all fired up and ready to go. I think it depends on the team. You know, if your heart was set on being undefeated and you were, you know, all the pressure was on, they were they were the lower ranked team. I mean, they came into it. They were they're wanting it. They played hard for it. Didn't get it. Uh, in this situation, I think it's a motivator. I really do. I think it's a motivator. I think it's. I think they're motivated. I think they really kind of want them back, back as a playoff game. At I, some point, I, I, I don't. That could happen. It, very it won't happen could. right away. But no, but it could very much. Might, happen. A few weeks down the line, I, I think it's a good opportunity. Senior leaders step up and say, guys. 
turn it on. It's postseason time. I don't think Underwood wants to see him the second time. I, I honestly thought going in, I got a chance to catch the beginning of it, had to step away for some personal stuff, and then kind of caught the second half on it. Uh, I was a little bit worried coming into the game that Underwood was going to kind of outpower them. They were a bigger team, kept her a little bit on the faster side, but Kipper hung really tough and kind of made Underwood look a little bit weak the first few drives. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, I was listening on the radio, but uh, I, I I stopped and watched a little bit of it before I came over here, and uh, I mean, you know, he he wants to put the ball in the air. I mean, on a night when you don't have to, maybe a calmer night. The I mean, I mean, it's the same for both teams. It, you know, but but, it's, it's but a, if you can. You know, get your passing game with clicking. Hey, and who knows? I mean, it's it's chip in a chair, right? I mean, a couple passes here, a couple passes there, and scores different and put pressure the other way. So, I, I really, if I if I'm the Underwood coaching staff, that's probably not a direction I want to see as Kemper there. Uh, elsewhere, looking at that district, uh, East Sac punching a ticket to the postseason with two straight wins to close out their season. Got to be exciting for the Raiders there. <laughs> to see the smiles on those kids' face. Two wins in a row. Of course, I was pimping coach, coach down there saying, well, we've got a winning streak, trying to break them up. And next next trips to the Dome. And they're laughing. I mean, they know it. They put it in perspective. I mean, they, they know they're going to get a tough draw coming in here. And and uh, But you know what? Good for them. This was not a rollover game. I mean, both games they've had, they had to earn. Last week they had to make a goal line stand. This time they had a team driving on them and had a pick to seal it. Um, they earned both those both those victories and a hot, far, hard fought. Um, you know, you go into that game. Here's another game where. So you make the playoffs. I mean, you get a win, you make the playoffs, and and you're you're knowing you're going to go against a team that's going to be much better. You're than probably them. you're probably going against the number one seed. You're you're, you're going to be and, so, and you got to go on the road. And there's teams that would lay down for that. I mean, there's teams that would just say, you know what, we're done. We lose this game. We don't we don't have to work next week. We get the week off. We get a piece of cake. Get a little break before basketball or wrestling or whatever it is. And you know, down on that field ahead of time, uh, you could tell the kids were loose. The kids were smiling. They were having fun, but they were focused. Um, I had a really good feeling going into that that they were going to they were going to play hard and and credit that coaching staff they had a nice game plan set up and and those kids played hard and they played hard the entire game and and, and credit to Isak and not and just I mean to carry off of what you said earlier it's an opportunity to play another week oh it it's is an, it's another game you get to play uh, and and there's a limited number of football games you get to play in high school but there's there's a lot of high school kids that would that would look at the the task at hand and just say you know what I, I don't want to, and and the credit to these young, and they're young, uh, to a young team that said no, we want to we want to keep playing, and they and they did, they fought hard. Another class one A team punching their postseason ticket out of District Two, South Central Calhoun. There, a uh, bit of a rough start to the season, but they're they're making their way into the postseason here. So that's another week for the Titans. They get to play some football. You know, a team that I saw against East Sac County that I thought was really good, struggled with the run, but passed it well. But Dave. They've kind of got me confused. I, I'm not sure what this South Central. And I, I think when you talk to Coach, I think he's the same way. He's not sure which team he's going to see. You're either going to get it's, it's Jekyll and Hyde. You're going to get this team that's going to really romp people, or uh, you just don't see South Central teams get beat as bad as they've been beat the three times they've lost this year. Yeah, and you know, in talking to Coach Case earlier tonight, I he um, he saw the team that he thought he was he's going to see all year long. Tonight, he said they things gelled, things clicked a little bit more, you know, tonight than 
than they have at times this year. I, I think it's a very good football team. I think it's a dangerous football team if it, if he gets it clicking. Yeah, if someone overlooks them, uh, you could see some upsets. They there. got speed and they got size. They this team should be dominant. But you know what? How have you have you ever have you seen a, a down year for a South Central Calhoun team over the last? Five six years. No, that's why I was so shocked at the, how bad they were beating the last in the, in the three games that they got beat. The, the scores you just don't see that with them. It's it's a coaches does a great job of oh. just year after year after year. Great job. I was shocked. I, I I honestly was shocked at those three scores. And we got one more team left. Looking at Audubon here for postseason stuff. Uh, I, I'll be honest, I have not caught as many of the eight man games as I traditionally have in the past. So I'm I'm really unfamiliar. With with matchups and what those pictures are looking like, but Audubon get, finishes their district at four and two in that district overall four and five, uh, the record anyway a record you don't typically see out of Audubon, but in the district looked pretty okay. Uh, so how's their postseason picture looking? Well, to me and, and you got to see them, but Audubon and select if you'd like to carry out your order or select curbside and we'll deliver out your meal hot and fresh to your vehicle in a special curbside parking stall. No need to wait in the drive through line. Order online today at Culver's.com. Since 1984, Culver's has been delighting guests one meal at a time with signature butter burgers made with fresh, never frozen Midwest raised beef. Pair it with Wisconsin cheese curds and made daily fresh frozen custard. Now that's a winning combination. Culver's, welcome to Delicious. When you buy from a local business, like one of the new Auto Group dealerships, the money stays right here in the local community. Supporting local businesses helps our local economy, and that lets us help local organizations, schools, and giving back to our community. Good luck to all players from the new Auto Group dealerships with locations in Coon Rapids, Jefferson, and Pocahontas. Welcome back to the New Way Scoreboard Show. Jeff Honnold here with Coach McCulloch. Coach, break him up. It's a winning streak, two in a row. As your wife said, we're on the dome now. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know about that, Jeff. I mean, I'm super proud of these guys, but like I told them, between last week and this week, I think it took another 10 years off my life. Boy, um, what a game. You know, they came out. You got to wonder now. We'll go this way a little bit. Got to wonder a little bit coming into this game. You got a team that. One one game, you know, you win, you're in the playoffs. You know, you're going to get a tough tough draw, win or lose. Uh, came out and, and really played good football for the entire four quarters. It, 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 we really did, you know, and, and I think what we got comfortable about, little too comfortable is after we got up 14 nothing, um, and that's what the boys talked about too. You know, I think they got a little, oh, this is going to be an easy game, and, and you just can't take that any Friday night, especially for us. I mean, situation we've been in for a couple <laughs> years here, you, you can't take anybody for granted, and and I think that was another lesson we learned there, you know. And, of course, I'm kind of kicking myself as the game's clicking down as we were down, what, the two-yard line or, or three-yard line right before half, and, and we, 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 the, the boys wanted to go for it. I, I just wanted to support the boys. Maybe I was telling myself we should have kicked the field goal, you know, or if they go down and score. Um, so you can go back and look at anything. But the bottom line is it didn't matter what we decided. Our kids in that last held them on that goal line stance. Um, we did some things that probably wondered why the heck did we take that delay game. Well, we wanted to take the five yards to let our punter have a little bit more room to, to kick it down there and put them against the goal line. So just things like that we tried to do. And I think the, kid, the kids just they listened. They were locked in. Um, and, and, and like you said, I, I thought offensively we, we moved the ball. 
they started sending the house. We didn't want to throw. You know, yeah. we didn't want to take any chances. Uh, we didn't want to kill the clock, so we kept trying to power at them, and we got some runs, we got some plays, you know, some guys dinged up, so we had some other guys have to come in. So uh, a lot of good things learned here, but some lessons along the way too. You know, Coach and I talked about that right before halftime. You went for it, you know, you could kick it, but if you make that touchdown there, it, you're up three <laughs> scores. That, that really, and, and from our vantage point, I don't know how they didn't call him in. We couldn't see it, but, boy, it looked like he was really really close to the goal line there, and, and that would have been game. Yeah, you're exactly right, Jeff. I mean, and that, that's what we talked about too. You know, you kind of, you do. You look back, okay, take those three easy points, or we score this touchdown, I think we put them away. I mean, like you said, we go up by by three touchdowns, so that's that's what the boys wanted to do, and, and we're going to support the boys in, in their decisions, and we're going to do this together as a team. And and I I'm with you too. I mean, we we can't you can't control the officials' call, and yep. and we'll look at the film, you know, and and maybe what could have been. It doesn't matter. We ended up with a win. Well, we're going to wrap this up because you want to do senior walk here, but uh, congratulations on a win. And you know what? It's fun being up here with you. It's it's always fun, but it's always fun with a win. We appreciate. it. Thank you, Jeff. Congratulations. Well, that was a quickie there. Uh, thanks to Coach McCall for taking some time. But head senior rock Jeff Blankman in here with me. It's Jeff Honnold. Uh, we're getting let Nathan get his beauty sleep. He needs a lot of he it. He needs a ton. A ton. And, a ton. And, and, and not to say that we're any better looking. but he, he might be the ugliest employee we've ever had. <laughs> hey, we're number one. <laughs> and both arms. <laughs> yeah. so, I said that specifically because I knew I'd get that response. So, Eric... Uh, Took a little time. They did have the senior walk, and uh, you know that means a lot to to everyone. So, uh, thanks to him to take a little time. It was a short interview, but what a game! Uh, you know, had a chance there. You talked about the, right at the uh, end of the second quarter uh, to go in for a touchdown or kick a field goal. Chose the chose the touchdown route. Um, initially, the, initially they were stopped. Looked like they kept driving. From our angle, we couldn't tell if he got in or not. It was awful close. Um, you know, they they stood around there and talked about it for quite a while. Um, that would have probably ended the game. It'd have been twenty-eight to six. Um, the way West Monona was running the ball uh, and not being able to throw very well, uh, that probably would have been enough. And boy, you, you just can't fault the guy for doing that. And then you know, to fight and fight and fight and get an interception to seal the game. Um, you yeah. know, that's two weeks in a row that came down to the final drives in order for them to, to seal it off. Uh, you could see the pride in Eric's face. It was nice to see the smiles. Yep. There's a lot of smiles on the fans, the cheerleaders, the sidelines, the coaches, the wives, the husbands. Everybody there seemed to be really happy, and uh, congratulations. That, it's You and I talked about it. Two two teams that I felt sorry for all year are Weva and Isak were their draws and to fight the way they fight to make the playoffs. I, wonderful, wonderful thing. Yeah, and it's something for the program to be able to build off of for the future. Maybe get some excitement, get the guys into the weight room, and 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 just get things kind of started. They're still a young team playing a lot of juniors and sophomores, so this team will be better and and stuff and should be better next year because of this. Yeah, you know, it was Coach Newsman and I talked about it. They dropped down in these last two games into teams that were more like them, um, and you could see they're they're better than most teams. I mean, right. they're I would say they're if you looked at a normal bracket, they're probably about a mediocre team. You know, they're they're in that not great, but they're definitely not as bad as their record shows. They're right. they're better than a two win team. You put them in some other districts, and they're going to win three, maybe four. 
Um, but just a tough, tough draw. And, you know, I'd like, I'd like to see him against the trainer again. I, I think this team now with a little bit of confidence and where they're at, that game probably is a little bit different in, in just, just where they're at in their, in their schemes now. Yeah, but for them, young group to get a chance to practice again. Jeff, I don't know when the last time you guys ran through scores. We're about due. Okay, We're so about let's, due. let's go ahead and do that. I don't know if you've got a sheet. I'm sure you do. I do. I'll start in Class 3A, District 1. Carroll Tigers fall again tonight to Sioux Center, uh, 25 to nothing. A Tigers uh, playoff chances pretty much uh, fall uh, by the wayside with that loss. Uh, Bishop Heelan falling tonight as well as Sergeant Bluff Luton wins 45-28 to and it was MOC Floyd Valley had knocking off Boyden Hall Rock Valley 28 to nothing. So you got two yeah, center, yeah, Sergeant Bluff Luton and MOC Floyd Valley all now 3-1 and one in the district. Um, you've got Bishop Heelan at 2-2. Two and two. Carroll will be sitting at 1-3 and three in Boyden Hall Rock Valley 0-4 in the district right That's now. That's what I was going to have to kind of go through that for us a little bit and and that three-way tie, it's probably going to have to come down to some points type it, it of thing. It will, uh, and we'll have to see. I don't know who all plays each other. I, I don't week. either. I, I know Carroll has Sergeant Bluff Luton. Uh, Heelan and MOC Floyd Valley have played already. Correct. I think Heelan has a Boyden Hall, um, so it'll probably be MOC against Sioux Center. So um, you could determine uh, Sergeant Bluff knocks off Carroll. They probably go, and then it'll be the winner of that uh, MOC and Sioux Center game if they haven't, if that's the way the schedule works out. Um, that'll be um, you know determined who the second seed is and who goes. You know, we'll take just a little bit of time to talk about this issue. What a balanced district. I mean, yep. uh, you look at the scores, and everybody's, you know, you look at some of these other 56-12s. This, other than Rock Valley having having a, a down year, I mean, the other teams in this district, it's it's been, you know, kind of a toss-up game every time you look at it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, um, Coach Rowetter said it that it was going to be a dogfight every week, and, and it certainly has been uh, and stuff. And as you said, you can just uh, tell uh, that score and, and from the scores. Uh, and just watching the game, you know, Carroll loses last week to MOC Floyd Valley 14 to nothing, but it was a dogfight the whole game, you know, and, and even though tonight ends up 25 to nothing, it was a close game going into the fourth quarter. They still had a shot. I think they were down 13 to nothing late in the third quarter, so still had opportunities to be able to win that game. But Sergeant Ball Flute, and you had the ball on the two. Yeah, yeah going to have to figure something out offensively. They've now been shot out two weeks in a row. I know they got that great running game, but all of a sudden now everybody's crowding that box, and uh, you're going to have to figure out something. Not saying they got to throw it a bunch more or anything like that, but you can't get shut out two weeks in a row. Um, you got to figure out something on the offensive side. And it's a nice young team as well. So we'll go to District uh, Class 1, District 8, and uh, Kemper falls to Underwood. We'll let you talk about that game a little bit more, 28-20. Uh, East Sac County, we talked about. They won 21-16 over West Monona. And Trainer 23-0 over the Vegetable Soup, M-V-A-O-C-O-U. Yeah, I don't know why so many people have problems being I'm able just going to start that. calling them W-K-R-P in Cincinnati. Yeah, it's easier. M-V-I-O-C-O-U. It's Maple that's, Valley, Anthony, uh, Charter Oak It's, too, it's too much. simple enough. But, just uh, call yourself Maple Valley, Charter Oak yeah. I can do it. Yeah. Underwood clinches that district championship. Kemper will go in as the two seed. I think the biggest thing you take out of that game is, is that Kemper showed everybody tonight that they could play uh, with elite teams in the state because they did that tonight and had chances. Dropped a couple of probably what should have been touchdown passes. Now, if you're Underwood, you're probably sitting here going, well, we turned the ball over three times in our own territory. Uh, Didn't get one turnover against Kemper, and we found a way to win the game. We ran for 35 yards in the first half. 
and 130 some in the second half. And 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 Coach Steinkamp said it. He felt like they started to wear down a little bit. I think Kemper came out and used their speed early against that size and speed kills size sometimes. But eventually the size just leaned and leaned and leaned, and those one yard gains and no gains in the first half all of a sudden turned into four and five yards in the second half, and then eight and nine yards in the second half. And and I think Underwood with that size just wore them down a little bit. Well, and the other little thing that uh, people don't think about is when's the last time these kids had to play and both teams yeah. a full game. You know, Kemper would have been against Atlantic in week two. Underwood wouldn't have been, well, it would have been the scrimmage against Lewis Central. I was saying, you know, these, these teams have been blowing people out. So, they're, I mean, yes, the kids may be playing, but they're not playing. You're, you're up by 20 or 30. You're not, you're not playing like you are if you're up yeah. by five. So, um, you know, kind of a, Kind of interesting, but I don't think I don't think Underwood will want to see Kemper in the playoffs. I just I don't think that's a matchup they're going to want to see. Yeah, no, absolutely, Jeff. Let's bounce down to one A District Two South Central Calhoun rolls by Belmont Clemmy fifty six to twelve. They clinched again last week that three seed, so they already knew they were in the playoffs. I'm going to talk about that in just a moment here. Woodward Granger uh, beats uh, Manson Northwest Webster fifty five six, and South Hamilton cruises by Eagle Grove sixty to fourteen. So that district, in a way, really is the halves. And the half notch. You got the three is. teams that uh, just are clearly better uh, than everybody else in that district right now. I think Eagle Grove, a program that's improving. Uh, Belmont Clemmy, they're kind of where Eagle Grove was at a few years ago, really struggling to get numbers out and struggling to get guys out on the field, uh, battling a lot of injuries, and they just struggled this year. And, and Manson slipped here the last couple of years. But I, re- I bring up South Central Calhoun, Jeff, being the three seed. There's the possibility, if you look at location, you could have a South Central Calhoun Kemper opening round matchup uh, next so. next Friday or I know Doug Wanniger told me that one of the things Kemper's looking to try and do means Carroll High has the home game they would like to see if they can't get that game moved to Saturday and still get a play here in Carroll uh, and stuff so hopefully we'll have some well, announcers be, available to be able to do that if we do it could be an ESAC game as well yeah I mean, yep. if they're just looking at pure location. But, you know, and step back here a second. By the record, does that mean Eagle Grove made playoffs? No. No, just three teams out of the district. Three out of yep. that one make it. Okay. Yep. So, um, so, yeah. Uh, no, actually, oh, four. Uh, yes, Eagle Grove did make the playoffs. Think, so, yep, I mean, as you talked about, there, yeah. it wasn't that long ago they – they, they were they they, they actually, lost they, like thirty seven in a row. Believe. Yeah, yeah. They had a season just two three years ago that they were forfeiting games. So congratulations wow, to them on making them. the playoffs. Class A District Eight. Uh, ICAM Manning falls to Ogden tonight, thirty nine to twenty. That was an non-district game for both Ogden had finished second in their district. Uh, I.K. Manning already eliminated from the playoffs, but they will play St. Albert on the road next Thursday for night them. at 7 o'clock for their Week 9 game. Loma uh, clinches the two-seed in the district with a 48-13 victory over Lawton Bronson. Tri-Center will be the three-seed with a 40-29 victory over Westwood to Sloan and Woodbury Central. Uh, they're the district champion. They beat Missouri Valley 56-14. Eight-man District 1, and, of course, we'll go back to Newell Fond and Arweeva. They did not play. Uh, actually, I looked it up. Score was one to nothing. Yep. It's one to yep, nothing. That's, so. that's what the forfeits are. St. Mary's. Remsen, St. Mary's, 61. Glidden, Ralston, 6. So Remsen will be your, your champion. Newell Fond at 2. Uh, Siouxland Christian falls to Kingsley Pearson, 75-34. to 34. And West Bend Mallard, they clinched the playoff. They, were, they won 57-12. to 12. 
And Kingsley Pearson will go into the playoffs as the three seed. So they'll take three teams out of each of the districts in eight-man. So they, they will advance on. So you'll have, again, New Alfonda, St. Mary's, and also Kingsley Pearson. Well, West Bend Mauer were, sending, were selling shirts, so they must be have made the playoffs they're, as well. They're in a different district, so that's a okay. different yeah, yeah, district. So that was okay. a non-district game. So uh, they'll be the two seed. There's the possibility that Audubon, that's one of the games that uh, one of the teams that uh, Coach Burks uh, mentioned uh, that uh, that could be a possible two-three matchup for them. So they may have to go to West Bend Mallard coming up next Friday night again. But we won't know for sure until coming up tomorrow morning at ten o'clock. The last district locally, eight-man district ten. Audubon holds on to beat Woodbine fifty-six to forty-eight. That was a much bigger margin uh, early in the second half. Uh, Coon Rapids Baird falls to Xyra Oakland Kimball and they'll finish fifth in the district. Xyra Oakland Kimball and will finish fourth, 51-14. The final West Harrison non-district game blows out Griswold 52-6 to and Camadita, your number two team in that district, beats Booyer Valley 58-20. to Jeff, I've got Was some it 52-6 other... to six or 16? Which game? West Harrison, sorry. Uh, 52-6 was the score I had written down. We have so, 16. So we okay. Just, I'll, uh, we'll I'll, double double, check I'll double check on that one. I, I was writing fast and I, I might have Wrote it down. It is 16. Sorry. Okay. You're, no, yep. you're fine. Just want to make yep. sure I don't make a mistake on that. Nope. So, and, and I've got to adjust, adjust that before I post the scores to the website here. A little bit later on, let's run through some other scores from around the state that might impact our teams playoff-wise and are just some of our conference teams and teams from Western Iowa. Atlantic beats Seidel 55-6. Ballard over Algona 35-19. Bishop Garrigan uh, knocked off Northwood Kensett 63-0. Boone beat Perry by forfeit again tonight. Clarinda over Red Oak 52-7. Forest City knocked off Garner Hayfield Ventura 36-0. Fort Dodge beat Denison Schleswig 28-7. Glenwood over Thomas Jefferson 69-7. Harlan beat Creston Orient Maxburg 56-12. Hinton over South O'Brien 26-6. Lamars beat Spencer 38-28. Lennox knocked off Fremont Mills Tabor 28-2. It was a Lewis Central over Dallas Intergrimes 41-0. Madrid rolls by North Mahaska New Sharon 49-8. North Polk blanks Gilbert 28-0. PCM over Roland Story 28-13. Ridgeview knocked off Sibley O'Sheaton 28-7. GTRA over at Fort Dodge St. Edmund at 62-35. Webster City down Storm Lake 55-7. West Central Valley over I-35 17-13. West Lyon beat Cherokee 42-12. It was West Sioux over uh, Sioux Central Sioux Rapids 68-0. And Western Christian uh, routes Emmitsburg at 43-10. And South Central uh, a couple other locations they could go. Emmitsburg, Western Christian were some other potentials for South Central Calhoun in that opening round. We're going to take a quick break. I got uh, I see Mr. Balder sitting back behind us and if anybody would take a picture and see that i'm running the studio and you're on the other side would be petrified but we're gonna take a quick break we'll come back we'll have coach lynch talking about his loss to remsen st mary's when you buy from a local business like one of the new auto group dealerships the money stays right here in the local community supporting local businesses helps our local economy and that lets us help local organizations schools and giving back to our community Good luck to all players from the New Way Auto Group dealerships with locations in Coon Rapids, Jefferson, and Pocahontas. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Fansville, where the refs are always wrong and Dr. Pepper is always right. 
where the mountains are capped with cooler ice, and children learn the 23 flavors of Dr. Pepper before they learn the alphabet. It's the one place where a man is a six unless he's wearing face paint. He's a dead. And where fans deserve a Dr. Pepper no matter if they win or lose. Get ready for anything to happen this college football season on Fansville by Dr. Pepper. The one fans deserve. Grab some today. The Audubon Recreation Center is the boredom buster your family is looking for. Enjoy fun activities, including an arcade and batting cage, eight lanes of bowling, racquetball court, soft play area, even grab a bite to eat and a cold drink from their full bar. You're guaranteed to have a great time with the whole family at the Audubon Recreation Center. No membership is required. The Audubon Recreation Center, the south of Albert the Bull in Audubon, Iowa. Open Tuesday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturdays, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. And Sundays open 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Bruner Bruner, Reinhardt & Morton is a general practice law firm that's been providing highly ethical, professional, and dedicated legal services to their clients since 1936 in Carroll, Glidden, Coon Rapids, and Guthrie Center communities. Bruner Bruner, Reinhardt & Morton is a four-attorney firm with a combined 97 years of experience. For more information, call Barry, Dave, Eric, or Jessica at 792-3480 or visit BrunerLegal.com. Welcome to the New Way Auto Scoreboard Show. With me on the phone right now is the head coach of the Glidden Ralston Wildcats, uh, Craig Lynch. Uh, they went down to the number one team in the state tonight, St. Mary's and Remsen, 61 to six. And coach, you said uh, a little bit that he was uh, pretty nice to you tonight, but uh, give us a little about what's uh, happened tonight. Well, they were obviously they're a very talented group, um, um, and I, I thought their coach, uh, you know. I've been in that situation before where, where I'm on the other side of it. And, um, and I think you always appreciate when a, when a coach, uh, shows respect to, to the kids on the other team. And, um, you know, once the clock got running, um, you know, he subbed pretty freely and, and, and really didn't try to, you know, hurry the game up to, to, uh, rush points on the scoreboard and, yeah, you know, like I said, you know, I I've been on the on the good side of that too, and uh, um, I've always tried to play it that way, and and I appreciate when uh, a coach from the other team has that kind of sportsmanship to, uh, to to return that favor at times. So they're a quality team. I mean, they they control the game from from start to finish. Um, you know, our our kids battled. Uh, I, I thought we felt them out a little. <laughs> You know, in the first three or four minutes, and then our kids kind of finally decided, well, yeah, we're going to have to play. Um, so we, so we just as well, uh, you know, get a little more physical and, and and make it a little bit more difficult. And and I was happy with that. Second quarter on, I was pretty happy. So, uh, um, you know, it just kind of is what it is in some of these times. Sure. So, um, so, did you, so did you do a pretty decent job of running the ball on them, or did you mix in some passing, or I mean, obviously, you moved the ball. Yeah, I I was impressed uh, with with our passing game tonight. I, I've just seen a lot of development of uh, Colby Wallace as a sophomore. Um, just just the second half of the season, um, our passing game. He, he really has a nice touch on the ball. He's got a good awareness in the pocket, and uh, he made a couple of throws tonight that that were really impressive. So. 
um, you know, that, that was a, a real positive, uh, good protection for him when he did it. So uh, we found a few things on the ground, but it, it was tough on the ground tonight. They're, they're really good up front. Yeah, so uh, defensively, uh, some uh, standouts, uh, you know, that maybe came up with a player too and uh, things like that. Yeah, we we did. Obviously, I said we we struggled in the, in the first quarter, but uh, you know, second half, I I thought our our guys up front, uh, Kyler Eichheit and Jackson Squinard, two seniors, you know, playing in their last game, uh, just stayed out there and and and. Uh, Played it out as did uh, Ethan Overding. So, um, you know, the, those three, I, I thought, uh, you know, gave it everything they had uh, right to the end, and, and that's what you're hoping your seniors do. And, and I think I saw that, especially on the defensive side of the football. Yeah. Okay. Hey. All right. So now I'm gonna gonna ask the question that I kind of prepped you for. Um, yeah. The, the scout team is uh, is an important uh, part of a football team. So. Uh, can you give us a couple of uh, scout team standouts, I guess, is what we're looking for from uh, this season? You know, because they're they're important about uh, getting the guys ready for the game tonight. You know, do, right. trying, to, trying to do as much as possible of what the other team does. Yeah, and, and that's so true. I, I, I've always told kids for years, you know, you're, um, it sounds odd, but you're as good as your worst player, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that, 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 that kid's going to contribute and his contribution might might be in practice, and um, two of those were actually seniors of ours this year, which you got to hand it to them. Come out as a senior, and um, they never complained about playing time. They they spent a lot of time uh, running the scout O and scout D and Evan Shaner and, and Andrew Bennett, and uh, you know that that says something about their character. And those would be two of the guys uh, I guess I would really point out uh, right away that. Uh, impressed me uh giving us time on those teams at the beginning of the year colby wallace filled that role and then you know what do you know uh because of an injury he's pushed into a starting role and then and then developed that way too but you saw him understand how important uh that side of the football was and how important that was in practice and uh you're so right i mean those guys that go out and can try to replicate what the other team does um, play such a big role, and they uh, um, don't get enough benefit. Obviously, they don't get enough attention. But you sure appreciate it as a coach, yeah. uh, guys that will go out and do that. Oh, absolutely. You know, and and like I said to Brian earlier, you know, they they're they're learning the other team's offense, but you know what? They still have to stay sharp on your offense and your defensive stuff because you know on a night like tonight, you know. If they go into play offense, they got to know. Okay, what do I do on this sweep play? What do I do on this pass? You know, yeah. so they're they're learning two things constantly instead of or or four things, I guess, with yeah. two offenses, two defenses, and now you know. Oh, now we we got to run our own offense now. So yeah, yeah, and you throw them out there, and, you, and usually a lot of them in a JV game, and then you know they're doing that all week, and then Monday you're expecting them to remember what you know, what. <laughs> What we do, you know, and they can go out and execute it. So yeah, you know, um, they do play a big role. Yeah, they're absolutely vitally important. Well, yep. I'm going to ask: uh, Are you uh, going to play next week, or do you have something lined up, or you're just kind of in limbo yet, or? No, we're we're we're, we're not. We're we're going to move on to to the next season. Uh, 
you know, uh, we, we finished with two of the best teams in the state. Um, sure. We're, we're kind of that point, uh, physically and I think mentally too, where, uh, um, you know, our, our seniors got, got their last game in tonight. I, I think they're comfortable with that and, um, our underclassmen, you know, that they're, they're ready to move to next year and do the work that it'll, that'll take to be ready for next year. All right. Well, hey. Thank you so much for uh, calling into the show this year, and uh, good luck, and uh, be prepared for next year. You bet. Thanks, Jim. All right. That's been Craig Lynch, head coach of the Glidden-Ralston Wildcats. And thank you to Coach Lynch for uh, taking the time to talk to us uh, on the New Way Auto Group Scoreboard Show. Jeff Blankman walking by here. Uh, We're going to take a little break. We're going to come back. We're going to hear from Chris Moore. More on the New Way Auto Group Scoreboard Show coming up next. Earning college credit while in high school is a smart choice. Area high school students have several college class options available to them through the DMAC Carroll campus at no cost to them. High school students, talk to your high school counselor today to learn how DMAC College Credit can be part of your high school plan at no cost to you. Explore your future now by contacting the DMAC Carroll campus at 792-1755. That's 792-1755. Scoring a touchdown takes great effort and teamwork. Hi, this is Kelly. Before you start passing, blocking, and running, get Roselle Mutual on your team so that when life intercepts, your farm, home, cars, and toys are protected from a pick six. Roselle Mutual, a partner of Grinnell Mutual, has been around as long as football, serving Carroll and the surrounding communities with hard work and dedication it takes to make a great team. Score your next touchdown by visiting Roselle Mutual. We're here to protect you from life's interceptions. Call 712-792-4525 or stop in today. Welcome back, and if you're hoping to hear the silky smooth tones of Nathan Cohn, sorry, you got the railroad bicycle tracks of me. Jeff Honnold here with you. I got Mr. Blankman over here. He's highlighting crap. I don't know what he's got me doing. But uh, Coach Moore was uh, able to stop in and talk to us a little bit. They fell tonight to Elkhorn Kimbleton 51-14. We'll hear from Coach Moore, and then we'll hear more about teams that are in the playoffs. Playoffs? Don't talk about Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. There's been a little bit of that on both sides of it. We're going to hear from Coach Moore right now. Welcome to the New Way Auto Scoreboard Show. With me now is the head coach of the Coon Rapids Baird Crusaders, Chris Moore. And uh, Crusaders fell tonight at Xyra Elkhorn Kimbleton 51-14. Sounded like, as we were talking before we went on the air here, uh, Chris, uh, turnovers weren't uh, your friend tonight. No, we um, turned the ball over six times, had four interceptions, two fumbles that we lost. Um, just um, yeah, really beat ourselves up with that. And then, uh, you know, we we got a couple forced turnovers uh, on them, but, uh, you know, the ball bounced their way and they got on it, so... Just wasn't our night. Oh, so um, so let's uh, let's go. Let's talk on the offensive end first. Uh, what uh, what were high points for the Crusaders tonight? Uh, we had Lance Claybert back this week. Uh, he was he's probably about seventy five percent or so. Uh, he had a great night for us on the ground. Um, 
Uh, he had uh, uh, one touchdown, uh, and then he had another big run for a touchdown that got called back on a holding penalty that we really questioned. But, uh, you know, and then uh, we didn't have Wyatt Oswald this week. Uh, he was out with a concussion. So uh, Cal Hayden, the freshman, stepped in and 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 put a lot on his shoulders, and, and he did really well. Um, you know, he made some freshman mistakes. We'll take that. But, uh, you know, all in all, he played really well there at the, you know, at the quarterback position. That's a, that's a tough spot to play as a freshman, that's for sure. Oh, absolutely, especially, you know, only having basically a week to kind of get ready. You know, if it's, it's a whole different ball game if you're uh, at it the whole time. So, you know, he, yep. but, you know, he plays on the offensive side of the ball, but, you know, he should know what's going on or you would think he would. But, again, it's something completely different and, and also having Lance back at 75 is better than not having Lance at all, correct? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so uh, defensively, what were um, some high high points for you tonight? Uh, pass rush, pass defense, run stop? Uh, really kind of beat us up with the quarterback play tonight. Um, they did a lot of QB traps and uh, – Put a lot of pressure on our defensive line. You know, for the most part, they played well, and and, and they were able. To, at times, they gashed us for some big gains. Um, overall, the defensive blacks played really well. We shut down the pass game on them tonight, uh, and then they leaned on the run game. And you know, we just uh, weren't fundamentally sound at times. Uh, missed tackles was just another killer for us tonight. Uh, um, you know, we had them for you know no gain at all or minimum gain and and they broke some tackles tonight and and uh you know 11 man or 8 man you know you can't you can't do that yeah you 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 got to you got to do the fundamental things and and you know and and play like that to to make things happen well hey next question um uh, and you know and, and I sent you the text this uh tonight I've I've kind of focused on the scout team uh kids uh for for the pure and simple reason is you know they're coming out to practice and they're doing what the your opponents you know running their offense running their defense to uh help uh help get your uh varsity kids and your players ready for the game uh who are some of the standouts this season for the crusaders uh ethan bauer uh the freshman uh he did a great job all year um then uh, a couple other freshmen are Jackson Wright and Reich, I mean, and um, and Chance Barron. Those guys, those two, both play on the offensive defensive line on scout team, and they take a beating at times from those guys. And um, you know, those guys, uh, those three individuals, along with the, the you know the rest of our freshman class uh, that we have, big freshman class. You know, they have a lot to look forward to in the years that come for us. Yeah, you know, like I said to most of the other or all the other coaches that we talked to, you know, those those kids are are basically learning a whole different offense and a whole different defense, let alone trying to learn what you're running. So if they do get in the game and you call play, you know, they got to know what to do there too. So it's, you know, they they're actually, you know, doing twice as much as as a starter at times, you know, because of, you know, having to know all that other stuff. Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, and it's a big learning curve, uh, you know, new terminology, 
you know, and, and you know, not all kids are, you know, great students of the game, and, and you know, it might not be their, you know, their number one love. So, um, you know, they're they're learning a lot of things. It, you know, it's it's great all around. Um, even though it's frustrating at times with them, but uh, you know, you love them, love them to death, and and you know, they come back every every day and compete and and give you everything they have. So you know, you can't. Uh, be disappointed with that no they're i mean yeah they're they're part of the team and i mean without them what do you do i mean you don't have things like that so hey yeah, exactly. i exactly. i see uh you're not scheduled for did you pick up a game or anything for next week or is your season over nope uh we're done uh as of tonight um you know if if we could got things done tonight there could have been an outside chance that we could have got in playoffs i mean the wild card spot um but uh you know cards weren't in our hand tonight um you know uh turned the ball over like i said the six times we had missed tackles the fundamentals just really beat us up again and it's kind of been the story of this four game skid that we had uh the finish of the year um you know that's that's on that's on me. Um, you know we gotta get kids prepared. I gotta do a better job on the future. Um, you know to get the, those things cleaned up and and have us ready on Friday night. All right. Well, hey, good luck uh, with uh, next year. And um, you know, hey, you got some. You'll have some numbers coming back and get get them started and get them pumped up for next year. Yeah, we only lose three seniors, so that's. Um, you know, promising. You know, a lot of younger guys playing time, but you know, those three seniors did a lot for us, and you know, I want to thank those guys for that. And and then too, thanks, thanks to to you, Jim, and the rest of the guys for the show, and and uh, Jeff for all his work he does uh, for all the area teams and and kids. Um, it's it's been a lot of fun, and and uh, go CRB. All right, hey, I knew that answer was coming. Hey, thanks a lot, Seymour, and we'll uh, talk to you later. That's been uh, Chris Moore, head football coach at the Coon Rapids Baird Crusaders. Since 1968, Mackie Motors has been serving Lake City and the surrounding communities with new and certified pre-owned vehicles. We strive to deliver excellent customer satisfaction in every department. Mackie Motors is a full-service dealership providing you with all you need from an oil change in one of our Quick Lube Express bays, service work done by world-class trained technicians, body work done in our state-of-the-art body shop, full vehicle detail, or come sit down with a member of our highly knowledgeable sales staff. Small town values and handshakes. Choose Mackie Motors. Find new roads at Mackie Motors in Lake City. MackieMotors.com. Bruner Bruner, Reinhardt & Morton is a general practice law firm that's been providing highly ethical, professional, and dedicated legal services to their clients since 1936 in Carroll, Glidden, Coon Rapids, and Guthrie Center communities. Bruner Bruner, Reinhardt & Morton is a four-attorney firm with a combined 97 years of experience. For more information, call Barry, Dave, Eric, or Jessica at 792-3480 or visit BrunerLegal.com. Since 1968, Mackie Motors has been serving Lake City and the surrounding communities with new and certified pre-owned vehicles. We strive to deliver excellent customer satisfaction in every department. Mackie Motors is a full-service dealership providing you with all you need from an oil change in one of our Quick Lube Express bays, service work done by world-class trained technicians, body work done in our state-of-the-art body shop, full vehicle detail, or come sit down with a member of our highly knowledgeable sales staff. Small town values and handshakes. Choose Mackie Motors. 
Find new roads at Mackie Motors in Lake City. MackieMotors.com. Being a part of a team is not only fun, it can give our students a sense of identity and help them develop long-term relationships. This is Dr. Nate Luke, Next Generation Chiropractic. Student athletes, make sure you are taking care of your body before, during, and after the game. Proper warm-ups and cool-down are vital to staying on the field or court, and having regular chiropractic appointments can help reduce the risk of injury. Stay in the game by taking care of your body. Good luck to all area student athletes this season. Let's stay healthy and have fun. Welcome back to the Keep Jeff Blank Coming Up Show. <laughs> it is the New Way Auto Group Scoreboard Show. You're it's just punishing me because I'm driving to West Lafayette at 5.30 tomorrow morning to head to the Nebraska game, aren't you? I if should. I was going to the Iowa game or something, you'd be like, hey, let's get him out of here early. No, I told, you to, get, I told you to get out of here early. And you said you still had work to do, so now I don't feel sorry yeah. for it. We're going to keep yeah. you longer. But, yeah. uh, you know, we've we got to talk about this one quick. Playoffs? Don't talk about Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. You know, we had some teams that thought that way as well. Um, but, four uh, are in, though. We four four, four are in. in. That's yep. it's a good night, and we had and we had other teams that had the chances. And and Jim, you 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 interviewed a lot of these guys all year long, and um, there's some teams that really fought hard, just didn't make it in. Yeah, that's um, you know, talking to Chris Moore, you know they. They played well at the beginning of the year, and then, you know, Jeff, Jeff, you and I were, you know, down at Audubon, and, you know, they're, one of their better players, Lance Claver, gets hurt on the opening kickoff, and he just got back tonight. Yep, and, 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 and only about course, 75%. And about 75%, according to Coach Moore. You know, what, what, what happens if he doesn't get hurt? Yep. Does that, is that game a little better? Um, there was... Um, Well, we thought the safety was actually a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, does that change the thing? You know, um, a, a, on a kickoff, I mean, and I think the game was a little at the point, but when Marion Floyd picks up the ball and it, you know, he's he's on his way. I mean, he was on his knees. Right. But got up and picked the ball up and was, and the whistle yeah. blew, and they blew it dead. And they blew know, it so, dead. Yeah. You know. Just little things. I mean, and, and that's not the only thing, and I'm not picking on the officials or anything like that, but, you know, things that could change. Um, tonight, you know, the big thing he says, we had six turnovers. Right. You know. Can't win. Can't, can't win with six turnovers. No. no. Yeah. So uh, there's one, you know, that's that's a, that's a good uh, – a good chance to, you know, make the playoffs. There's another one. So then we're going. Our next one is Coach McCarville, and I came in. They've struggled all year long. There's no secret to it. But, you know, but a young team that's played well down the stretch up well, until this they've game. They played well really all season. They have. Uh, you know, you, you took on a second place team out of a district. Four of their losses coming into tonight had been by 11 or less. Three of those four had been by seven or less. They were in a lot of games. They gave themselves chances, but a young team just couldn't quite get over the hump. But a good learning experience, and I think this team will do well. So let's hear what Coach McCarville had to say. Welcome to the New Way Auto Scoreboard Show. With me tonight on the phone is uh, head coach of the IK, IKM Manning Wolves, Corey McCarville. 
The wolves uh, suffered a 39 and a 20 defeat tonight. Uh, the hand is the Ogden Bulldogs. And so, Coach McCarville, uh, what can you tell us about how your game went tonight? You know, it was, you know, emotionally it was really tough, you know, because we played really, really well for a lot, for a lot of, for good stretches of the game. You know, we were able to, um, you know, we scored in the first quarter. You know, we we were able to have a nice run by Cooper Romar, and we scored right away in the first quarter. Uh, we were able to get a stop. Um, I think we got an interception um, by Cooper Romar, and we were able to put together another nice drive, and Ben Langle ran it out, uh, ran, a, ran a touchdown in. So, you know, in the first quarter, you know, we, we missed the extra point on the first touchdown, and then we, we went for two in the second one and didn't get that as well. But, you know, we were up 12 nothing right away in the first quarter. Um, Ogden put together two drives of their own. Um, in the second quarter, they made their PAT, and then they they went for two, and we, we stuffed it. And you know, but they were up 13 to 12 at half. Um, we had to kick off to start the second half. We did a surprise onside kick, and we were able to get it um, right out of the halftime. We were able to put together a drive. Lane Sams had a nice touchdown reception from Ross Kuzel, and we went for two, and we got the pass. So we were up, you know, we were up 20 to 13, and right away in the third quarter. Uh, they responded and they put together a drive and uh, we just couldn't get off the field and uh, you know we blocked the point extra, uh, the extra point so we were still up 20 to 19 with like four minutes to go in the third quarter but unfortunately we we weren't able to find pay dirt again we they put together a drive and uh, we just couldn't get off the field and they scored um, we had we, we kind of drove down a little bit and we got close. Uh, but they, they ended up scoring again, uh, put put themselves up two scores. Uh, then we kind of had to go into throwing mode, and, you know, they had to pick six real late in the game to to, to, to ice the thing away. So i got to tip my hat to them, and, you know, they made the plays that they needed to in the second half. So uh, so during the first half, you, uh, you, you, ran, you ran in through the ball well then. And, and so who were some of those uh, standouts for you in that end? Well, you know, in the first half, I mean, we we had a lot of different guys making some plays in the first half. I mean, Cooper Romeyer had some really nice runs in the first half. Uh, ben Langle, um, he's he's been playing better. He had some nice runs um, in the first half. Um, you know, Ross Kuzel made a couple nice throws. Um, so you know, we we mixed it up. We were able to do some things in in the first half. We just we just couldn't make enough plays down the stretch. Yeah. So sec- second half just kind of. Was um, was troublesome for for the group. I mean, with uh, was it uh, just missed assignments or just? Uh, well, or, or they I mean, they they made a few changes that you weren't ready for. Well, you know, we 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 had the lead for most of the, of the third quarter, and then you know they they were still only up by one score, and we had we had them fourth and long, and they I got to tip my hat they did a surprise fake punt and they converted fourth and. You know, fourth and long, fourth and like 15 or 16 on a fake punt, on a fake punt pass, you know, reverse pass, and they got it. Um, you know, and that's one of those things where if that play works, grid for them, you know, then they go up two scores. But if it doesn't, we stuff that, then we have really good field position and, you know, we're with a lot of momentum. So they, they gambled and they rolled the dice and they got it. So I got to tip my hat to them. All right. So, okay, now I'm going to come back to my question that I – briefed you on before we started uh scout team players are play a vital vital role to every team you know and they 
they uh, run the team's offense, uh, the opponent's offense and defense throughout the week. Um, can you can you name a few of your uh, uh, scout team heroes? I guess for the year. Hey, you know we've we've had really low numbers this year. Um, you know we got under thirty guys out, and I got to tip my hat to those scout team guys because they never really get a break. And we've had some you know tremendous ones, and, and a lot of these guys are you know really close to being varsity football players. They're just not quite ready to go to take that next step. You know, uh, you know, Aiden Stangle is a junior for us, and he's done a great job offense and defense. You know, he's he's been close in a lot of areas. He plays a lot of special teams, uh, specialty teams. Um, he's done a really, really nice job with that. Um, another one that comes to mind is going to be Will Farah. You know, we have him do a variety of different things, offense, defense. He's done a nice job with it. Um, also, uh, 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 Calhoun, he's done a really nice job um, on the scout team side of things. Um, some of those other guys, some of the linemen, we have a variety of freshman linemen. Um, Alex Hoppins has been a, a freshman lineman for us. He does a variety of different things. Uh, Jack Sanford. He's a he's another one. Um, we had a couple seniors that came out, and you know they've been on uh, on our scout team, and they've done a nice job. You know, Jared Sigabard is one of those guys. He's done a nice job. Joel McLaws has been another senior. He's been a, a scout team guy, and he's done. I, I I can't say enough positive things about those guys. They they've really kind of kept us going, and they're they're giving us good looks, and they're making sure you know all of our guys prepared. They, uh, you know, Davis Rasmus is another one. He's He's done a lot of scout team work for us this year. So, uh, you know, it's just I can't say enough positive things about those guys. And, uh, you know, they're I think they're part of the reason we've been so close in so many games. Yeah, that's that's one thing with uh, the previous coaches that I've talked to tonight. Uh, they they said, that, you know, they're the unsung heroes of our team. And, you know, and like I told them, you know, they're, they're learning another team's offense and defense. But they also have to stay sharp on what you want to do offensively and defensively when they play. So you know they're 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 le- learning basically twice as much as the guys that start. So it's you know hats off to those guys on the scout team. Yeah, I mean another one. I'm just trying to make sure I don't forget him. But you know Trey Yaz is another one. He's done he's done a, you know he's right there on, on our offense and defensive side of the ball, and he's you know he's done a tremendous job. And you know there's just so many of those guys, and they do such they do such great work. So. All right. Hey, I see uh, that you are going to play next week. You've, you're scheduled with uh, St. Albert at St. Albert on Thursday night. Uh, good luck with that, and uh, we'll visit with you next week. Yep. No, we, uh, we made the decision to go with Thursday, and we know there's, we wanted to ensure that we're able to get officials, and uh, <laughs> so that's kind of what the rationale for that was. So we, we're going to go on Thursday. So. Well, uh, hey, you know what? That's sometimes – um, you know, that's what you got to do to get them in. Yep. So, hey, good luck. Have a great week of practice. All right, thank you. All right, that's been Corey McCarville, head coach of the Wolves. Skip the line and order online at Culver's.com now. Go to Culver's.com and select if you'd like to carry out your order or select curbside and we'll deliver out your meal hot and fresh to your vehicle in a special curbside parking stall. No need to wait in the drive through line. Order online today at Culver's.com. Since 1984, Culver's has been delighting guests one meal at a time with signature butter burgers made with fresh, never frozen Midwest raised beef. Pair it with Wisconsin cheese curds and made daily fresh frozen custard. Now that's a winning combination. Culver's, welcome to Delicious. Nobody has delivered more high-yielding Enlist E3 soybean genetics to the marketplace than Stein. 
FedMeads, your local Stein representative, can provide you with the product knowledge and seed genetics to help you maximize profits on every acre you plant. Discover yield plus experience by partnering with the undisputed leader in Enlist E3 Soybean Genetics. Learn more at SteinSeed.com. Stein has yield. Welcome to the New Way Auto Group uh, scoreboard show. With me is the Audubon Wheeler head coach, Sean Burt, fresh off a 56-48 victory over the Woodbine Tigers. Congratulations, Coach Burt, and tell us a little bit about your game. Uh, it's kind of a weird Friday night, to be honest. Uh, we were kind of in control most of the first half, uh, felt pretty good about it, went into half, and then unfortunately we let them right back into it in the second half. We just um, it, was, it was kind of sloppy in the second half on our, our offensive execution, allowed them to start hitting into some of the big passing game, and uh, were able to do just enough to uh, hold on. So fortunate to get a win. Um, did a lot of woodbine, a lot of credit, and now we kind of flush that from our system and get ready for next week. Yeah, um, so uh, who are some of your standouts tonight? Uh, Aaron Holson uh, had, I think, 30, I mean, uh, 36 carries for 215 and uh, six touchdowns on the ground. And then uh, Edward Miller had a 40-yard touchdown catch on a deflection. That was a, that was a big play for us. Uh, you know, defensively, uh, it's a pretty balanced attack. Uh, I think Zeke Conkler pitched in for about 10 tackles. He did a nice job stepping in at linebacker this week for the first time. Uh, our secondary was definitely tested. Um, I thought Cooper Nielsen of the defensive end job did a nice job at defensive end. Um, Lane Barber had a sack for us. It's kind of really a, a team effort on the defensive end, but unfortunately when you give up 48, uh, don't force any turnovers and only have one sack. Uh, there's, there's, there's plenty to be desired on that side. And offensively, uh, we, we started the game – uh, in the first half, without having a punt, I think we punched it in uh, I think all seven drives in the first half, something along those lines. Um, felt pretty good about our offensive game. And then second half, we come out and just plain old don't perform very well. So uh, in the second half, we were, uh, I think we went, inter- uh, let's see, four and out, did score a touchdown. Then we had a three and out with a punt, another, and then ended on fourth downs, ran out of downs again. So, you know, two of our three drives in the in the fourth through the second half ended without points. And the final drive, obviously, we took a knee, so you don't count that. But only one touchdown drive in the second half. While we allowed them to score, I think on their last four drives, so just just kind of left kind of leaves the kind of that nasty taste in your mouth a little bit that you could have played better, which is good to get the guys you know sharpen their focus going into the playoffs next week. Yeah, it's it's kind of a little bit of a wake up call, and and I don't and I don't remember which coach I talked about or talked with earlier in the year that had played Woodbine and said that, uh, that oh, I think it was uh, Coach Moore down at Coon Rapids Baird, uh, freshman quarterback, came out in the second half and just threw, uh, threw a beautiful ball and just was spot on with his throws. So, you know, did, did that seem, was that some of what happened tonight too for you? Yeah, yeah, the freshman threw a really nice ball. They protected him really well. Uh, his receivers made some catches. Um, you know, there, were, there, was, there was a blown coverage here and there, but for the most part, we really didn't blow coverages. Um, they just did a nice job with their timing, and they hit a couple of big plays. Um, just, you know, offense of football is tough to stop. An eight-man, it's really tough to stop when you can really stretch the field vertically. And they did a nice job of 
dinking and dunking and taking crossers and taking hitches, and then all of a sudden they'd go max protect and hit you deep. So give those guys a lot of credit. It's tough to defend that. Obviously, year in and year out, we struggle with it a little bit. I think uh, in the last, what, five years, in the last four times we've played them, I think we've we've gone 4-0, but I think we've allowed uh, 48. Uh, last year, I remember what we allowed, but the year before that, we didn't play. And then the two years prior to that, we allowed them, we beat them 104-50 to and 86-59. to So at least three of the last four, they're averaging over 50 points a game for us. But fortunately, we're doing enough to, to average closer to 60 or 70 a game against them. There's been a lot of high-scoring ones, and uh, you know, it, you, you, you try not to get into that way defensively, but luckily the offense did enough, and the defense got some stops when they needed to, and we move on with a win. Yeah, all right. Okay. The question of the night for all you coaches is uh, I want to focus a little bit on uh, scout team players. Uh, you know, they're to me, they're a vital cog to any team because, number one, they're going to help get you guys, your players, ready for the, the week's game offensively and defensively. So who are um, some of your uh, scout team uh, heroes or stars for the year for the Wheelers? Uh, you know, that's a tough question. Um, you know, there's been nights when we've gone two huddles of scout team offense where nearly every JV kid plays, and there's been other weeks where we've gone one huddle and kind of picked and chose. Um, you know, I'll give a lot of credit to some of our varsity guys as well. There's been some years where varsity guys kind of take it as a slap in the face if if they're not playing varsity O and varsity D. But our guys, when they're not playing that side of the ball, we're pretty much forcing them to play scout teams. So, you know, on, on Tuesday afternoons, you know, our varsity offense is going – and on the defensive side of the ball, you know, we're going up against Lane Barber. We're going up against Zeke Conkler. We're going up against some of those guys that don't play defense for us or don't play offense for us. And then on, we flip it on Wednesdays and we run our team D and our scout team offense has Aaron Olson playing quarterback and Edward Miller playing tight end and Colt Hansen playing center. So some of those guys that only go one way, they really do have, give us a good job. But give credit to our young guys. You know, there's a lot of those freshmen, sophomores that play just JV that you know they, they go play a Monday night game and then they turn around on Tuesday and Wednesday and have a full contact practice. Um, it's, it's a tough grind. And you know Colin Hartle, for example, you know he's our he's our JV running back. So a JV running back typically gets kind of beat up in practice. Luckily for us, he's been a, he's been able to score a couple touchdowns on Friday nights to get him get him some publicity on that stage. Um, but you know he's he's probably the kid that stands out the most because he probably takes the biggest beating and just keeps coming back for more. But go right on down the list. There's. There's hardly any guys that are hiding on the, on the sidelines during practice. All of our guys are trying to get in and give us a look, whether it's varsity or scout team, and we couldn't do it without the group we have. And we're fortunate at eight-man to have 20-some guys out and healthy. You know, I think we're pushing 24, 25 now. We were closer to 30 at the beginning of the year. But in order to be, you know, to truly go eight on eight, you know, you've got to have at least 16 bodies. And for us having low to mid-20s, that pretty much means everyone's got to get after it every day, and our, our guys have done a nice job. All right. Hey, I, you're playoff bound next week. Uh, you'll find out tomorrow uh, where you're going, whatever. So, hey, congrats and good luck to you next week. Have a good week of practice and uh, go get them next Friday night. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. That's been Sean Burks of the Audubon Wheelers. When you buy from a local business like one of the new auto group dealerships, the money stays right here in the local community. Supporting local businesses helps our local economy and that lets us help local organizations, schools, and giving back to our community. Good luck to all players from the New Way Auto Group dealerships with locations in Coon Rapids, Jefferson, and Pocahontas. New Way Auto Group.
Welcome back to the New Way Auto Group. I always want to say New Way Ford. New Way Auto Group scoreboard yep. show. Jeff Honnold, Jim Molder, and the legend, the Mr. Blankman, the Hall of I Famer. The Hall here. of Famer. When you said legend, I thought Lonnie was Sorry, here. Sorry, I, I messed up. Hall of Famer, Jeff Blankman. In, we don't in have the house. to mention that. Yes, we do, always. If if he gets ragged on about uh, his you nickname, you want me to start calling you superstar? No, that's all right. We go there. Go there. <laughs> so uh, it's been pretty pretty fun here. We got one more interview to do. Then we're gonna come back and run through a bunch of scores okay. and kind of wrap things up. But uh, boy, week week eight in the books. What yeah. a what a what a what a fast season this has been, and uh, been a lot of fun here. But uh, we got one interview left here with Coach Case, and you know that here's a team that. I'm still a little confused on. I, 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 they got the size, they got the speed, they got the coaching, they got everything they need. This team, if it puts it together like they said, it sounds like it did today. They're a dangerous team. We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. We'll hear what Brian says. Good evening. Welcome to the New Way Scoreboard Show. With me is Brian Case, the head coach of the South Central Calhoun Titans, fresh off a of 56-12 victory tonight over Belmont Clammy and congratulations coach good way to uh end the regular season and head toward the playoffs so uh give us a little synopsis about how the game went tonight yeah thanks Jim you know it was a great way to finish for our kids you know it is no secret we've kind of struggled over here this year uh, basically just trying to find an identity offensively defensively through special teams and so forth and you know, we kind of came out and we challenged the kids to kind of get back to playing South Central Calhoun football. We literally wanted to establish a line of scrimmage. We wanted to be able to run the football. We wanted to be able to stop the run uh, and force our opponents to the air. And, and I think for the most part, we did that. Um, you know, we, we had some breaks down, breakdowns defensively, but, uh, you know, when we got our backs against the wall, uh, I think Belmont Clinton got inside the red zone a couple of times. Uh, defense really, uh, you know, did its job and, and, and kept them out of the end zone. Uh, for the most part in the first half, we had, uh, one group there would give up six points, but, uh, to be honest with you, we had two guys in the right position. Uh, ball went through, uh, one of our defensive backs hands and ended up in, uh, uh Belmont Clemmy's hands for a touchdown that way. But other than that, I mean, we were up 21 nothing after the first quarter. Uh, we were up 42 to six at the, at the half. And, uh, you know, we really did establish a ground game, especially in the first quarter. We ran pretty much full house tee in the second quarter. We came out and ran a little bit of spread. Uh, started throwing the ball around a little bit, uh, but uh, we were kind of clicking on all cylinders offensively. Uh, we really didn't have a lot of mistakes out there for the most part. Kids ran hard, and we were blocking the right people and so forth, and just so offensively things looked pretty good. Uh, defensively, uh, I'll be honest with you, uh, we hurt ourselves a little bit at times. Uh, basically, some dumb penalties, you know, jumping off sides and so forth. Uh, uh, I think there was three crucial times that we gave him a first down just because we weren't very disciplined at watching the football. But uh, uh, other than that, uh, I thought we did a decent job overall. Well, that's, that sounds real good. Um, I'm going to ask this question. Uh, how about, what would, you know, preparations this week with uh, the wind and the cool temperatures right away had to uh, make you try to adjust a little bit with practice time. I mean, some of the things that you really kind of wanted to work with, maybe if you know, work on more of your game made it a little uh, tougher this week at practice, wasn't it? Yeah, yes and no. I mean, it started out the week, and it was actually pretty nice. And then the last couple of days, it was pretty windy that, that way. But uh, we still went out and we executed. We did the things we needed to do. I'll be honest, we cut short uh, practice a couple of days. 
uh, instead of running, you know, maybe two and a half hour practices, we were about an hour and 45 minute practices. Kind of got in, got done when we needed to get done, uh, kept the kids a little bit more uh, healthy and fresh that way, maybe a little bit more energized. Um, we knew that we were going to go on after this game as, as well, so we want to make sure that our kids are healthy and ready to go uh, for a Week 9 contest, whoever that may be. Um, but I think the kids came out, uh, and to be honest, I think that uh, our kids actually gelled. I mean, uh, from, from probably the best uh, that I've ever seen our kids come together as far as attitudes are concerned uh, and playing for each other, uh, it happened tonight. So, I mean, that's a good sign uh, moving forward. That, that Yeah, that's always a great sign when – when when things click and uh, I mean whatever you wanted to do, there wasn't a little hiccup or or anything like that. Everything like you said gelled and everything was just great. So that that kind of leads me into my next question. You know, in preparation, you know, you you, you got to look at uh, scout team people. Uh, so for the year, and I know you, you, the year's not done and whatever, but you know, can you do you have a couple of standouts for your scout team that were that basically did above and beyond what they needed to do to help get the Titans ready for each Friday night game? Yeah, I mean, I'll start with one of our seniors in, the, in Jordan Moreno, um, you know, a kid that doesn't see a whole lot of time on, on the field uh, other than the special teams, and he's kind of a backup player for us offensively and defensively. Um, but, you know, he comes to work every single day. He very rarely misses any practices. He came in, in all summer long. Uh, it was just making himself a better athlete, and obviously when you make yourself a better athlete, you're making your team better. Uh, but he came in with a great attitude every single day uh, and did what he needed to do to make our team better. You know, he got a junior in, uh, in, in Gabe King. Uh, he actually missed his first practice uh, uh, all year uh, just due to sickness, and that was this week. But uh, he's one of our linemen. Uh, he comes with a smile on his face every single day, and he comes ready to work every single day as well. We've got another kid by the name of Colin Folsom. Uh, probably a really undersized kid, the high energy kid, uh, and he's really done a nice job, especially from last year to this year, as far as making himself into a better football player. Uh, and it's helped us out uh, tremendously as far as his athletic ability from a scout team's perspective. So, uh, and there's another kid that uh, I'm going to mention here real quick that we never really had on the field until tonight. Um, we were planning on playing Caden Dorman an awful lot. He ended up tweaking a hamstring and just now is getting back into the groove of things for us. Um, so, I mean, basically a sideline player for us and just kind of another set of eyes as a coach. Um, but he understands the game. Uh, he's a sophomore. Uh, he's a really good athlete and he's got a great attitude. You know, yeah, obviously he wanted to be on the field more and more for us and help us out that way. Um, but I loved his attitude. I loved his spirit all, all season long. So, there's four of them, and there's more that uh, that I could be talking about, but there's four right off the top of my head that uh, I think that did an outstanding job for us uh, for the entire season. Well, that hey, that sounds great. It's uh, you know, like I said, you know, kind of you got to give those kids a lot of credit. You know, they they may not play a lot on a Friday night, but I tell you what, during practice during the week, I mean, they're playing, but they're playing the other team's stuff. So they, you know, it's really kind of double duty for them. You know, they got to remember. In case they get in, you know, your offense and defensive stuff, but you're also, they're also doing the other teams, you know, to help you get ready for your game. No question, Jim. And it's just one of those things that everybody has their niche within the team. And, you know, you, you got to have those scout team players to make your varsity the best they possibly can be for every Friday night. And, uh, you know, these guys found their niche uh, and, they're, and they're handling it to a T, and, and we appreciate everything these guys do. 
All right. Well, hey, I know uh, assignments aren't out yet. They'll be out tomorrow uh, morning at 10 a.m. So uh, yeah, you have a guesstimate what might happen? We have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, well. You know, I mean, it, 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 I don't know. I'm not a betting man, but, uh, you know, we've gone north uh, quite a bit in, in our career. You know, I could see, I think it was Western Christian in Emmitsburg up there. I think that the, the, the winner was going to host and You know, I could see them taking us that way between Western Christian and Emmitsburg. You know, I could see the Underwood and Kemper game. You know, the, um, the winner is going to be number one there, and the, and, and the, the, the team that gets beat is going to end up hosting as well. But, uh, you know, I, I could see us going that way. I just, who knows? We, we never know what the state's going to do, but uh, it's fun to kind of sit back and speculate as well. Sure. Well, hey, have a great week of practice, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Sounds great, Jim. Thanks for your time. All right. That's been Brian Case, South Central Calhoun Titan head coach. How are you doing playoffs, playoffs. again? Got it. Playoffs? We're not in the playoffs me? yet. Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Ah, my favorite. So, it is playoff now. We are at the end of week eight. Only Carroll has another week nine game. Uh, I'm sorry, and I can Manning. Yes. So, let's quickly, we'll go through the scores here. We're going to start out uh, Class 3A, District 1. Carroll falls to Sioux Center 25-0. to That'll eliminate them most likely from the playoffs. Sergeant Bluff-Luton wins 45-28 over Bishop Heelan. MOC Floyd Valley 28 Boyden Hall Rock Valley District One or Class One A District Eight Mr Molitor. All right, here we go. It was Kemper falling to Underwood 28-20. Trainer shuts out MVAO COU 23 to nothing. And the East Sac Raiders two wins in a row playoff bound over West Monona 21-16 Class 1A District 2 South Central Calhoun rolls by Belmont Clemmy 56 to 12 South Hamilton your district champion beats Eagle Grove 60 to 14 and Woodward Granger took second in that district knocks off Manson Northwest Webster 55-6 Titans again in the playoffs as a 3 seed we'll know at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning where they're heading Class A District 8 uh, and it was Ogden 39, ICAM Manning 20. ICAM Manning out of playoffs, but will play on Thursday evening against St. Albert's. Down at St. Albert, yep. Um, and uh, Mr. Mahler let us know that was so they could find referees. Really smart yep. move. Yep. Tri Center wins 40 29 over Westwood of Sloan. It was uh, Loma all over Lott and Bronson 48 13. And Woodbury Central handles Missouri Valley 56 14. In eight man District 1, uh, we have. Uh, the Newell Fonda Arweva game was canceled tonight, uh, so we'll move on to the champion of that district, uh, Ransom St. Mary's, uh, defeated Glidden Ralston 61 to six. It was Kingsley Pearson over Siouxland Christian 75-34, and West Bend Mallard defeated River Valley 57 to 12. Eight-man at District 10, Audubon over Woodbine, 56-48. Coon Rapids-Baird falls to Xyrocorn-Kimbledon, 51-14. Caminita knocked off Booyer Valley, 
58 to 20, and it was West Harrison cruising by Griswold in a non-district matchup, 52-6. Again, the Wheelers in the playoffs in. as a three seed. We'll find out at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning how they did. I am going to run through the rest yeah, of the state burn. here real quick. AHSD of Walnut over St. Albert, 52-10. ADM knocks off at Knoxville, 56-3. Atlantic beats Seidel, 55-6. Ballard over Algona, 35-19. Bishop Gergen blanks Northwood Kent at 63 nothing. Bondurant for a double up Indianola 28-14. It was uh, Carlisle over Norlock 48-14. Clarinda cruises by Red Oak 52-7. Earlham knocked off Riverside 42-14. East Mills cruises past Stanton 69-8. Forest City blanks Garner Hayfield Ventura 36-0. Fort Dodge beat Dennis and Slushwick 28-7. It was Galen Catholic over Alta Aurelia 44-14. Glenwood blows out Thomas Jefferson 69-7. Green County beats up on Clark of Osceola 54 Eight. Hampton Dumont beat center point Urbana 28-27 in overtime. Number one, Harlan looks the point. Uh, they beat up on a ranked Creston team 56-12. Hint knocked off South Hope Bryan 26-6. It was Lamar's over Spencer 38-28. Lennox knocks off Fremont Mills at Tabor 28-2. Lewis Central shuts out Dallas Intergrimes 41-0. MMCRU beat Sydney 49-6. Martinsdale St. Mary's beat Seymour 62-42. Mount Air knocked off Southwest Valley 33-14. Nevada upends Humboldt 16-8. It was OABCIG down in Clarion Goldfield Downs 30-14. Pocahontas area knocks off Esterville Lincoln Central 26-20. Prairie City Monroe over Roland Story 28-13. Panorama edges Nottaway Valley 36 to 34. Ridgeview beat Sibley O'Sheedon 28-7. Ruth and Ashire over St. Edmund 62-35. Spirit Lake knocked off Southeast Valley 24-6. Unity Christian beat up on Sheldon 30-8. Van Meter rolls by ACGC 54-0. West Central Valley downs I-35 17-13. West Lyon knocks off Cherokee 42-12. West Sioux over Sioux Central 68-0. Western Christian knocked off Emmitsburg 43-10 and Winners at blanks Des Moines Hoover by a final. 43-10? Um, 30-2-0. What's that? 43-10 they beat Emmitsburg? Yes. Oofta. Yeah. Oofta. Well, hey, Tyler's back. Hey, Tyler. You ready well, to go to work? You know what? If we waste we, another minute or two, we'll get that full 15 minutes like you were hoping for. We, so. we, we only got like two hours to go, Tyler. <laughs> we only got about two hours to go. Well, it's been fun, guys. Yeah. Mr. Haller, yeah. it's always a pleasure and, working and with you. And it's going to be yeah, you and fun. Mr. Derrickson next week, right, Mr. Honnold, if I remember correctly? Did you tell Drew he may not show up if he knows it's me? Well, yeah, we might have to beg somebody else to come in. And I don't know if there's a person in the world that will show up to help. I can get either. Phil Meyer to come in here. Maybe. He's dumb enough. He'll yeah. always do it. I don't know if he's that dumb. He is. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's been fun guys a great job on interviews i I love that uh scout player idea that was a a wonderful wonderful addition and uh, well i'm glad you liked it because i thought it was necessary i i think you're right it was really good it was it was fun to hear the coaches and i think they really enjoyed it as well so well you know real if if you listen to them they they really got excited about it you know it's you know again you know you're talking about a whole different group of uh of your players that doesn't get a lot of recognition, you know, no. and they're and they're the younger kids and for the and, most part. And some exactly. of them are really, I mean, most of them are really great kids. They're they're giving their heart out for that, and they're they're trying to make the team better. So exactly, great so. great call on that. What a wonderful uh, what a wonderful show. Uh, what a wonderful football season we got. Uh, playoff edition. 
uh, next week with uh, Carol High and ICAM slipping in there. So we'll get those covered, and we'll be here next week on the New Way Ford Scoreboard Show for my partner across there, Mr. Malder, for the Hall of Famer walking around here somewhere. Nathan Cones as well. This is Jeff Holland saying thanks for listening. Have a great rest of your weekend. Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? <laughs>